Listening to another episode of the Main Event Talk podcast with your host, the Main Event Player, the Super C Kid himself, Furman Torres, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. And this episode is sponsored by my good friends at Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Not your average heroes, the legend continues, and also sponsored by Emo Night. We begin the show right now. six ladies and gentlemen we are down to six days six days until wrestlemania and we are going to be talking about wrestlemania and we're going to give you the full report on what to expect at wrestlemania and much much more and as you heard at the very top of the program yes seth freaking rollins is pissed and it looks like he may not go to wrestlemania but it seems Seth Rollins has another way of trying to get his WrestleMania moment. And the main event will be talking about why Seth Rollins is pissed off and much, much more on this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast, which, will be ta- which we will talk about 
on the WrestleMania Report. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the Main Event Player, the Super Sea Kid himself, Furman Taurus, coming back at you, the God of Gods, the King of Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, walking God's green earth. Guys, can you believe we are one week away from WrestleMania? Just one week. Now, there's a lot of stuff we're going to talk about on this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. We're going to talk about a couple things. Number one, we're going to talk about the Crockett Cup, because that took place last week, and we are going to mention the winners of the Crockett Cup, of the 2002 Crockett Cup Classic. We will also talk about several of the matches that took place on the uh, (coughs) Crockett Cup event, including the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Matt Cardona defended his championship against the former champion, the national treasure, Nick Aldis. You'll find out about that. And you'll also find out about my little scuffle with some Twitter moron who tried to, quote-unquote, give me a lecture on how wrestling's supposed to be when the main event has known about this for a long time. You'll find out about that and more. We'll also give you the WrestleMania report. We're also going to talk about NXT Stand and Deliver because that's coming up as well. And also we're going to talk about Ring of Honor's Super Card of Honor, which will also take place on April 1st. Now that's going to happen and a couple of other things and plus the latest wrestling news going on from the Wrestling Observer and also from WrestleMania. They'll give you some of the latest news that's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Now, a couple things we're going to talk about here. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about uh let's talk about what took place this past Saturday night. Now, even though the Crockett Cup took place on Saturday and on Sunday, the main event did have an opportunity to go somewhere. I promised everybody that I would be over at Richard's Billiards. I said that I would be there for emo night and the main event arrived, showed up, and had himself a real good time over at Emo Night this past Saturday, and hopefully you guys had a chance to go over and check out Emo Night for yourself as uh, uh, for yourself as well. Uh, so once again, I want to I want to go ahead and just give a big shout out over to several of the members, several of the crew that took place over at Emo Night this past Saturday night. You guys did a fantastic job as always, and there was a shot involved, and we all got in on it. Everything from myself to Ryan and several of the other, I believe David as well, who was also a part of it as well. Thank you thank you very much for the shots and everything, and uh, thank you very much for everything that took place at uh, Emo Night this past Saturday night, and hopefully all of you guys had an opportunity to go over there as early as you can. I, I'm sure you guys had a great, great Emo Night from this past Saturday, and just to let everybody know, there's going to be another, yes, another Emo Night that's going to happen, and it's going to take place... It's going to take place right around the weekend of WrestleMania. Now, let's, uh, you know what, while we're, while we're thinking about it, let me go ahead and let's talk about that for a moment. Let's see if we can find this on my Facebook, if you will. And uh, I got to say, um, the fact that they're going to have themselves a, uh, I guess, a Headbangers Ball version of Emo Night. And I think that's going to take place uh, on Saturday, April 2nd. Now... 
Let's see if we can find Emo Knight right here. Here we go. And uh, I also took several pics from this past Saturday. Uh, it's posted on my Facebook wall. Uh, you'll probably see it on there. Look for the... Uh, to all my friends and family who are um, friends with me on Facebook. All you gotta do is go over to my Facebook page. And you can also look for... Uh, I believe you can check out the... Uh, Richard's Billiards page because I got several picks on there including some of the picks from this past Saturday's emo night uh, let's see here let's look at the events that are taking place at emo night as a matter of fact here it is found it right here on the emo night page so let's see here it is gonna happen on April 2nd headbangers ball loud and heavy Saturday April 2nd Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber. Uh, let's see. Corpus Christi, Texas, 21 plus and upper welcome with proper ID. Uh, $10 cover and everything else like that. And please show your ID to Headbanger Incorporated's head of security, Adan Peña, and everything else like that. Let's see. And also says here, for those who like it loud and heavy, Headbanger's Ball, a night of dedicate uh, uh, a night dedicated to the pit so that means that um that means they're probably going to be playing everything everything all metal is what i'm thinking about they could be playing some metallica they could be playing some slayer they could play they could play some judas priest they could play some iron maiden they could play anything that's all metal if we can play some kill switch engage if we can play anything in that particular nature, that will work out just fine. Now, this is going to happen on the weekend of WrestleMania. Now, as you guys know, and we'll talk about this on the Main Event Talk podcast, you know that WrestleMania is going to be next Sunday. I'm, I'm sorry, next Saturday and next Sunday. You know that that's going to happen. You also know that stand, uh, TakeOver Stand and Deliver, I'm sorry, it's actually NXT Stand and Deliver and not NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. But anyways, it's it, it's the same thing, and, and we'll talk about this on this episode of the Maven Time Podcast. Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania are both going to happen on the same night on April 2nd. Now, once, April, once WrestleMania, at least night one, is over, then we all should show up over at Emo Night for Headbangers Ball. Why not? I mean, I'll probably be drunk and lit out of my mind anyway, and I'll probably head over to Rich's Billiards alongside with Homestar Runner and a couple of other people that will be there for the Headbangers Ball Pit and everything else like that. It should be epic and everything over at Emo Night. It's going to happen on Saturday, April 2nd. Let me read this one more time. Headbangers Ball, loud and heavy, Saturday, April 2nd, Richards Billiards at 5815 Weber Road, Corpus Christi, Texas, 20 plus, uh, 21 plus and upper, welcome with proper ID and uh, $10 cover and everything else like that. It's always an epic night every single time when I head over to Emo Night. It was epic this past Saturday night and no doubt it'll be epic this, com uh, not this coming Sunday, uh, next week. On the weekend of WrestleMania, it's all going to take place over at Richard's Billiards and everything else like that. Now, there is going to be a couple of other events that are going to happen besides Emo Night. And uh, let's see if we can find just a little bit more before we go on to the next thing we got to talk about here. So let's, uh, <clears throat> <coughs> let's see, here we go. All right, so I'm on the destroyed, uh, 
productions and records and let's see about the events that are going to happen there okay this one is another event that's going to take place over at richard's billiards it's going to happen saturday april 9th this will be right after wrestlemania is over michael graves x x misfits live at richard's billiards and let's see if we could read this here correctly on saturday april 9th michael graves x mix x miss x x Misfits, there we go, alongside with Shadow of a Giants. That means Eddie, Headbanger Incorporated, Head of Security, Adan Pena, and Richard Nunez himself will be on stage live over at Richard's Billiards. And the main event's going to be looking forward to checking that out. Along with Gray Bliss, The Outrage, and Action, Get Action, live at Richard's Billiards. Pre-sale tickets at $13. Show begins at exactly 8 p.m. That's going to happen on April 9th on Saturday, so if you guys got nothing to do, head over to Rich's Billiards and check out that event and everything. Now, let's talk about um, uh, another thing that's going to happen, and the main event's going to be looking forward to checking this out. I'm going to try and make my arrangements and do what I can for this one. This event's going to take place over at Boozers, okay? Now, <coughs> Malevolent Creation is coming to Corpus Christi. It's going to take place on May 22nd. I'm sorry, May 26th in 2022. Uh, the event starts about, looks like 8 p.m. and ends around 12 a.m. And let's see here. Uh, now, we're not sure who else is going to be a part of it. Thursday, May 26th of 2022. 30 Years of Retribution Tour featuring Malevolent Creation and Narcotic Wasteland plus special guests to be announced at Boozers. Uh, 3854 SPID in Corpus Christi, Texas. Pre-sale tickets are $20. Available at Ga uh, Galactic Smoke and Record Shop and Boozers. Get your tickets over there while you can, and hopefully the main event will have an opportunity to get his ticket as soon as he can because I am going to go to this show. I I've not been to, well I've you know I've been to a couple of shows but I have not been to this show in a long time especially when it comes to Malevolent Creation. The last time I saw Malevolent Creation, I saw them when they performed over at the White Rabbit alongside with Cannibal Corpse in 2022 in December. I should know and Joey Zodich, my longtime best friend, should know as well. <coughs> so it should be epic on that one. Now also, and let me see if I could find this one real quick, because there is one more event that we got to talk about, and I think, because this is also going to happen on the weekend of WrestleMania, uh, we, let's see if we can find it here real quick, let's see if we can find page, here we go, okay, we had talked about, we had talked about the whole thing with, uh, Emo Night having their event that's going to take place at Richard Billiards on April 2nd on the weekend of WrestleMania. Now, on the on April 3rd, which will also be night two of WrestleMania, we know that something else is going to happen at WrestleMania. We're talking about the Jeff Hardy Meet and Greet Acoustic Tour. That's going to take place over at Boozers. We talked about the event for Malevolent Creation. Now let's talk about this event right here. And this is what to expect and everything. Let's see if we can read this whole thing here. <sighs> right here on what to expect. Come meet Jeff Hardy at this very rare meet and greet event. Uh, general admission tickets are $20. This is only a ticket to 
the Jeff Hardy musical performance. Uh, you're welcome to come early and watch the Jeff Hardy meet and greet. <clears throat> the general admission, and I'm reading this right here right now. Let's see. The general admission plus meet and greet tickets are $50. Jeff will be available for photos, selfies, autographs, and brief conversations uh, let's see. Jeff will sign up to three items per person. This will only include the meet and greet ticket. Okay, now that's the $50 ticket. The first one was a $20 ticket, and the second one is a $50 ticket. Now, the Twist of Fate private meet and greet tickets are $150. This is for the biggest Hardy fans in the universe. This experience takes place... Backstage in the green room or locker room, fans get a one-on-one -on -one experience with Hardy for five minutes. First chance at uh, first chance at official Jeff Hardy merchandise, and first in line at the public meet and greet ticket to the Jeff Hardy musical performance included. Very limited availability. This is an all-ages event. Doors open at 7 p.m. Signing slash meet and greet is 7.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Jeff Hardy music performance starts at 9.45 to 11 p.m. That's going to happen on the weekend of WrestleMania. So, you guys know that Jeff Hardy is all elite. So, he is now officially worth more than you could possibly imagine. But on the weekend of WrestleMania, it should be extremely interesting. So, as I stated before, boozers, if you're listening to the Main Event Talk podcast, listen to me and listen to me extremely close. If you're going to have Jeff Hardy over there, if you're going to pull off all the stops, you need to have WrestleMania over at Boozers, okay? You need to have that event over there as soon as possible because if you're going to have Jeff Hardy there, if you're going to have some people come in and do the whole meet and greet and have Jeff Hardy perform live in front of everybody, you need to have WrestleMania as it's happening. You need to. That way you'll attract some people, get them to come over and drink some beer, hang out with Jeff Hardy. Do me a favor. Don't offer Jeff any beer, okay? And more importantly, if you do, Jeff Hardy will probably smack the hell out of you for doing that. Well, I don't think he will, but, you know, but come on. He's a he's a, for, he's a former alcoholic, please. You know, have some respect. Please, have some respect for Jeff Hardy at this time. And do me a favor, don't stalk him, okay? Don't stalk him, all right? Just come over, say hello, ask a few questions, have your conversation with Jeff Hardy, and that is it. Now, I don't know if Matt Hardy's going to be there with him. It should be interesting, but, you know, uh, you, can't ha you cannot have two for the price of one. No, you can't. But check out Jeff Hardy over there at Boozer's uh, on the weekend of WrestleMania. Oh, uh, it should be interesting. It's going to happen around April 3rd. And like I said, there's like um, three different types of tickets. There's the $20 general admission tickets. There's the general admission meet and greet tickets for fifty dollars, and then there's a, the twisted, uh, the twist of fate meet and greet tickets, which are a hundred and fifty dollars. So, that's <laughs> those are those are fucking WrestleMania prices right there. 
So, yeah, check out all of those events that are going to happen at Boozers and over at Rich's Billiards. There's going to be a lot of events happening in the next couple of weeks. WrestleMania weekend is going to be extremely interesting. Everything from the events from uh, Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania Night 1 and Night 2. And then also here in Corpus Christi, you're going to see Emo Night on the weekend of WrestleMania of Night 1. And then, of course, Jeff Hardy come over here, uh, coming over here at WrestleMania weekend, at, you know, right after WrestleMania. So we'll see what happens. So those are all the events that are going to happen, and I think we're done with this portion of the deal. But we have a lot more we need to talk about when the main event returns. We're going to talk about the Crockett Cup. We're also going to talk about the WrestleMania report, where does Seth Rollins go from here, and also some more reports in regards to NXT's Stand and Deliver when the main event talk returns.
you find good guys to be interesting, I don't. Being a bad guy kind of comes easy. Bad guys are more entertaining, I think. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I just like the bad guys. <laughs> Flamboyant, arrogant. With me, what you see is what you get. <laughs> you can't have a good story without a great villain. The best evil character is someone that the audience genuinely fears. The perfect formula would be the greatest good guy ever to be in the most evil villain. You don't make children cry, period. Sasha Banks running around with that headband? Sasha Banks does, though. In this eight-part original series... They killed everyone. We'll go behind the curtain. When you look into my eyes, you can tell that I feel it, so you feel it. And inside the minds... You have any idea how much power I have? ...of the greatest villains in WWE history. <laughs> what makes them so good at being bad. I'm not playing a character. I am the character. Check out the new episode that is out right now, WWE Evil. If you want to see this entirety, check out WWE Evil on Peacock. It's out right now, and it's some interesting stuff. The main event definitely recommends. If you want to go ahead and subscribe to Peacock, get an opportunity to check out WWE Evil on Peacock. Okay, guys, before we get into more of the wrestling news and before we get into the Crockett Cup and the WrestleMania report, I've got some major news to talk about, and it's all going to be about next week. Now, as you guys know, next week is WrestleMania. Now, to give everyone a heads up, there will be an episode of the Main Vet Talk podcast that's going to be released next week, but it's going to be a part one Part 2 and Part 3 of WrestleMania Weekend. Now, this is how it's going to go. The first one is WrestleMania Weekend Part 1. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We're going to talk about who's going to be in it. And also, we're going to talk about NXT's Stand and Deliver, which is going to take place on Saturday uh, right around 12 o'clock. So you guys will get the heads up on that. Also, on part two of WrestleMania weekend, we're going to talk about night one of WrestleMania. I'm going to give you my thoughts on all the matches of that particular perspective and who I think will win at WrestleMania and what big surprises to expect at WrestleMania. Now, also, night three, part three, if you will, will consist of night two of WrestleMania, which the same thing as always, you know, we're going to talk about the matches, we're going to talk about what big surprises to expect, and who I think will win, and who I think will lose at WrestleMania. Oh, but wait a minute, there's more. There's one more episode that's going to be released right after those three come out. Now, the next episode is going to be called WrestleMania Weekend, but it's going to be called WrestleMania Weekend Bonus. Now, the bonus is going to consist of one match in particular out of the entire uh, out of the entire WrestleMania weekend. So the one match we're going to focus on is the match that's considered by many and considered by some 
the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. And it's going to consist of WWE Champion Brock Lesnar to defend his championship against Universal Champion Roman Reigns. It's going to be champion versus champion. It's going to be title versus title. Now, on this episode, I'm going to talk about both men. We're going to talk about all the matches that have happened between these individuals and how this match at WrestleMania is different from the matches that they have previously. From WrestleMania 31 to WrestleMania 34 to SummerSlam to the Royal Rumble and even at Crown Jewel and give you my thoughts on all of that and give you my official thought on what will happen at WrestleMania. Will the titles be unified with Brock Lesnar or will the titles be unified with Roman Reigns or how about this? What if the what if the titles are not unified at all and they manage to keep both titles? <laughs> That'll be a ripoff right there. So all this is going to happen next week on the Main Event Talk podcast. Now, it's not going to happen all in one day. Here's how it's going to start. Now, we know that the this episode is being released on a Saturday. Now, the next three episodes are going to start on Tuesday, March 29th. Wednesday, March 23rd, March 23rd, March 30th, and Thursday, March 31st. So that's part one, part two, and part three of the WrestleMania weekend. Now, April 1st, that is going to consist of the WrestleMania bonus, which features the champion versus champion match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Now, Besides all that, there's a little bit more. In part one, part two, and part three, I have an extra special main event talk exclusive for each of these episodes. Now, each of these episodes, you guys are going to come along with me on a ride to WrestleMania. But we're going to go on a ride to WrestleMania from years and years ago. You see, the main event has decided that we're going to do three watch-alongs, and these watch-alongs are going to consist of three of my favorite WrestleMania matches, but they're going to each come from a different decade. Here's how it's going to work. Part one is going to have one watch-along of one match between WrestleMania 1 all the way down to WrestleMania 10, but you won't know what it is until I reveal it on that day. Now, on part two, we're going to have another WrestleMania watch-along, and it's going to consist of one WrestleMania match between WrestleMania 11 and WrestleMania 20. There's going to be a match that's going to come out of one of those WrestleManias, but which one will it be? And then comes the last and final WrestleMania watch-along, which will be part three, and it's going to consist of either something from WrestleMania 21 or something from WrestleMania 30. It's going to be in between one of those WrestleManias. Now, I would focus on WrestleMania, you know, 31 all the way down to the current WrestleMania, but we're going to leave those alone. So, this is what's going to happen one more time, guys. Part 1 will consist of one WrestleMania between WrestleMania 1 and WrestleMania 10. Part 2 is going to consist of WrestleMania some one WrestleMania between WrestleMania 11 and WrestleMania 20. And then the last and final part will consist of one WrestleMania between WrestleMania 21 and WrestleMania 30. That's all going to happen at WrestleMania weekend. You'll be surprised as to what this watch along is. Now, the simple thing about it is whatever match I call, say if we're going to watch, and I'll give an example. Say we're going to watch, say you got the Peacock 
on your streaming service and you wanna you want my take on one particular match and say we're gonna focus on WrestleMania six and we give I give you a time frame. I talk about one match and one match will say be the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan for the WWE Championship and for the Intercontinental Championship and I give you a time on the peacock, right? I give you a time on the peacock and it'll say like maybe maybe 2 hours and 35 minutes, right? You start in that perspective and then I give you the countdown and then as soon as you start playing, then the main event gives you his commentator, give me give you his commentating, giving his thoughts on the match and how I felt about it and also I'll, you know, give you step-by-step instructions as, as to what's happening in the ring. So that's going to happen next week on the Main Event Talk podcast. There will be an episode happening once again on on Tuesday, March 29th, Wednesday, March 30th, and Thursday, March uh having a hard time with this. Uh Thursday, March 31st. That's the part 1, part 2, part 3 of the WrestleMania weekend. Now the bonus is going to take place on Friday, which I will talk about Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, title versus title, champion versus champion. Who's going to walk away with both titles at WrestleMania? And of course, there's the three-part watch-along, which all of you, I hope, get a chance to listen to it while I commentate one of my all-time favorite, three of my all-time favorite WrestleManias. Now, there's a lot of them and everything else like that, but you'll know what it is on this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. So next week is going to be a very, very, very busy day, especially when it comes to WrestleMania. Of course, WrestleMania is going to be on Saturday, April uh, 2nd, and Sunday, April 3rd, and then, of course, we got NXT Stand and Deliver to take place on Saturday, April 2nd, which will happen around 12 noon. Of course, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is going to take place on Friday, April 1st. Now, and just to give everyone the heads up here, SmackDown is going to happen on... um, on Friday as well. We know that that's going to take place and everything, but there's also going to be a Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which is going to take place right after SmackDown. Uh, my my guess is it'll probably show up on maybe Peacock or maybe it will be live on Fox. So we'll we'll see how all that goes. So that is what's to prepare for next week on the Main Event Talk podcast. I can't wait for WrestleMania as it happens. And later on, on this episode, I have the Crockett Cup coming up and also I have your WrestleMania report. Also, I've got some good music to come up and everything. We've got some other things we need to talk about in the world of professional wrestling and much, much more. So guys, stay tuned. We're not done by a long shot. Okay, so let's get into the NWA's Crockett Cup from 2022, which took place uh, this past weekend. Now, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was over at Rich's Billiards and checked out Emo Night and everything. And while the main event was over there, the first night of the Crockett Cup that took place on a Saturday, I didn't get a chance to check it out, but I definitely took... uh, took the opportunity to check out the second night on the following day, which we will talk about in a moment here. So I saw part of this event. Um, they showed part of it on the countdown show. Um, I think they got some of it right here. So the NWA Crockett Cup. Let me see if I could read some of this stuff right here, if you will. 
Uh, let's see. The Jim Crockett's Memorial uh, Cup Tag Team Tournament is a tag team tournament first held in the um, since 1986 by the National Wrestling Alliance. This took place over in Nashville, Tennessee. The event started around April 19th and April 20th. Uh, this was a pretty good event and everything. Um, like I said, I saw some of the matches that took place. Some of them, there were about three matches that took place on um, the Countdown Show on YouTube. And uh, I saw that right after I left to go do the whole thing with Emo Night. So uh, let's look at some of the matches that took place over in the event. Uh, the first matchup was just a regular singles match. Uh, Magic Jack... <laughs> Magic Jack Tumas defeated Captain Yuma. Um, I, I know some people are probably freaked out. Like, who the fuck are these guys? Well, if you've kept up with the uh, NWA uh, NWA power and, and everything, you know who these guys are probably. Now, uh, just a couple of wrestlers involved. Um... I know who the, let's see, uh, let's see, Magic, Magic, <laughs> I can't even pronounce his name correctly, Magic Jack, uh, Magic Jack Dumas defeated Captain Yuma with Danny Deals and Jeremiah Plinkett, Plinkett in his corner via pinfall. Uh, this one was a four-way tag match. Uh, play-in match to determine the 16th seed in the Crockett Cup. And it consists of... Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you who the teams are, but I'll tell you who the winners are. The winners were... Let me see here. Uh, Bad News Boys, who defeated the Heat Seekers. Not the Thrill Seekers, the Heat Seekers. Rip City Shooters. And Violence is Forever. That's what uh, took place on here. Now, the one I saw the most was this matchup right here. The Briscoes of Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe, they took on the team of The Now. Uh, I'm not kidding. A team is called The Now. They win. They advance to the tournament. Uh, the next matchup was uh, Hawks, Airy, and Luke Hawks. Well, actually, I think that's the team name. Hawks, Airy, Luke Hawks, and PJ Hawks defeated the end to advance in the advance in the first round advance in the second round I'm sorry uh, the next team was the Cardonas which consists of Mike Knox and VSK they defeated the Pope and Mims the next team was let's see the Dirty Sexy Boys <laughs> and I'm not kidding their their name is actually the Dirty Sexy Boys now just in case you don't know who this team is these two you probably know quite well especially when they were in the WWE a long time ago one was JTG and the other is the artist formerly known as Fandango and he I think he what's his name in this one let's see Dirty Dango <laughs> Oh my god, the craziest name I've seen in professional wrestling. Okay, so they defeated Aaron Stevens, who is also known as um also known as uh what's his face? Uh Damian Sandout. And believe it or not, his his partner I kid you not, Aaron Stevens' partner was the Blue Meanie. Yes, the Blue Meanie from the BWO, the Blue World Order. 
Say hello to the blue guy. <laughs> what kind of fucking shit? I, I kid you not, okay? But anyways, the Dirty Sexy Boys defeated Aaron Stevens and the Blue Meaty. Next one was Gold Rush defeating, uh, let's see, defeating uh, Strictly. Oh, I, I, oh, this is, this has got to hurt. Gold Rush defeated Strictly Business's Chris Adonis and uh, Tom Latimer. Uh, I'm very, I, I didn't get a chance to see this, but I'm a little bit curious about how this went down. Uh, so the next one is the Commonwealth Connection, which is Doug Williams and Harry Smith, the artist formerly known as David Hart Smith. Uh, they defeated the ill-begotten in this one. Uh, the NWA World Tag Team Champions, the La Rebellion, they defeated the team of the Bad News Boys, the Cardonas. Now this one, I guess uh, they're in the, they're in the. I, I guess they're in the finals or something like that. Let's see here. The Cardonas defeated the Fixers. <laughs> the, well, long story on that. The Briscoes, who kept moving on, defeated the Dirty Sexy Boys, so they're out of the tournament. La Rebellion defeated um, PJ Hawks. Uh, Hawks and... Um, uh, PJ Hawks and Luke Hawks, so they're out of the tournament. And the Commonwealth Connection defeated the Gold Rush, right? Now, that was night one of the Crockett Cup that took place. Now, we got night two coming up right here. Now, some of these matches I've, I've seen, and this took place, um, this took place on Sunday night, and I saw this match, all these matches over here. Now, we're going to keep all these matches together, but the one match that I will talk about later on will be the match for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, which will consist of Matt Cordona defending his championship against Nick Aldis. So we'll talk about that match later on. Now, let's see. Mims defeated AJ Kazina. I think that's the name, right? <laughs> this one is a team war match. Uh, it's, uh, I believe it's an eight-man tag. It's Scion and the OGK, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. They defeated the teams of Magic, Mike Dumas, and the Fixers, and the Wrecking Ball, and yada, yada, yada. And it, well, there, I think there was like four teams, I think, if I remember that correctly. But anyways, the next match, PJ Hawks defeated Alex Taylor, uh, that took place in a submission match. And then we continue on with the Crockett Cup. The Briscoes defeated the Cardonas to advance forward. The Commonwealth Connection defeated the NWA World Tag Team Champions, the La Rebellion. So in this matchup, the finals of the, of the Dusty, uh, I'm sorry, Dusty Cup, of the Crockett Cup Classic consist of... The Briscoes taking on the Commonwealth Connection, which we will talk about right at the end of this matchup here. So, the next match was uh, somewhat of a big surprise here. This was for the NWA National Championship. Uh, the champion was Anthony Mayweather, who was who was formerly known as Crimson a long time ago. He lost his championship to Jax Dane. Now, around that time, when I was watching this match, I had left to go to the store to go get something, and then I came right back in and I saw this match. 
and all of a sudden, apparently, Jax Dane did something and caused a submission and defeated Anthony uh, Mayweather to claim the NWA National Championship. So he's the new champion. Uh, well, actually, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I see what happened here. Okay. So apparently, Anthony Mayweather defeated Jax Dane via submission, right? And then it says here, it's a singles match for the NWA National Championship. This has Dane's Championship uh, Series cash-in match. Now, I, I think I remember this correctly. I think this was where Anthony Mayweather defeated Jax Dane to win to win back the National Championship. But then, I guess, Jax Dane must have attacked him. Uh, and, and, and this is something I'm just thinking about in my head right now. Because... And I guess Jack Stane must have beat up, uh, must have taken down Anthony Mayweather and then went ahead and cashed in uh, his uh, opportunity at a championship goal. And I think that's what he did. And I think he knew he was going to do that. So that, therefore, now, you know, now I see this. And Jack Stane defeated Mayweather and takes the NWA National Championship. Next matchup, uh, the tag team match for the NWA Women's World Tag Team Championships. The Hex defeated the pretty empowered of uh, Kenzie Page and Ela e Envy. And this one was a four-way match for the vacated NWA uh, for the newly crowned or vacated NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. Homicide would defeat Austin Aries, Colby Carino, and Doris Lockhart on on Homicide's birthday. So big congratulations go out to Homicide for on his birthday and winning the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. Big big kudos to him. This one was another matchup I was looking forward to checking out. The three-way match for the NWA World Women's Championship. Camille defeated Chelsea Green. And Kylie Ray, uh, this was a this was an epic match, and my first thought was there is no way in hell that Camille is going to lose that title. No way. I don't care if you're Chelsea Green. I don't care if you're Kylie Ray. There's no way in hell you're going to defeat you're going to defeat the Brick House. Uh uh. No way. No how. Never. Not going to happen. Another championship matchup being decided right here as Tyrus defeated Rodney Mack to still become the NWA World Television Championship. And then this one right here, the finals of the Crockett Cup, the Briscoes defeated Commonwealth Connection to become the 2022 Crockett Cup winners. Now, this, uh, this is a big opportunity. So now the Briscoes are the uh, Crockett Cup winners, which means they w they'll put their names in the trophy. And I believe, and I may be wrong on this one, but I think uh, they I, I think they're going to be issued an opportunity at the NWA World Tag Team Championship. And honestly, honestly, nobody deserves that opportunity 
more than the Briscoes. The Briscoes definitely are one of the best tag teams going today. If I were to put if, if I were to put the Briscoes on the list of one of the best tag teams, they would be definitely on top of the list alongside with FTR, alongside with the Usos, definitely the Street Profits. Um, let me think of a uh, Red Dragon, perhaps. Um, uh, there's so many. There's so many great tag teams that I could think of that that are in this level. It's unbelievable. Now, I, I, now I know some people are going to say, "Well, what about the Young Bucks?" Or what about you know? Here, here's the thing. I'm looking at these grown ass men who are tag team champions who look great, who are an actual legitimate tag team, and don't look like a bunch of fucking kids. I'm sorry. I mean, look, the Young Bucks are a great tag team. I'm not going to lie. They are the best tag team, but. Would you take that tag team seriously over the Briscoes? No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, I don't think anybody would. Because how, how can you take a team like that seriously? Look, listen. I understand that all of the modern-day wrestling fans want to go with the Young Bucks because they're younger, they're, they're stronger, and whatever. But they are the reason that tag team wrestling is not as good as it used to be. Right? When you have teams like FTR and when you have teams like uh, the Briscoes and you have teams like the Street Profits, you know, the Usos, you've got these grown-ass men who are a great tag team, who know what the fuck they're doing. And some of them may make mistakes and everything, but hey, they can, they can um, you know, adapt as they go along. The Young Bucks, you can't take them seriously as a tag team. And even if you could, you have to understand... The Young Bucks are not the Hardy Boys. The Young Bucks are not the Dudley Boys. They're not the, they're not the Legion of Doom. They're sure as hell not the Midnight Express. Because at least those are legitimate tag teams that people can take seriously. And they look like grown-ass men. You look, at the, you look at the Young Bucks, they're basically, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, they are a modified version of the Hardy Boys. They were a modified version of the Hardy Boys years ago when they were Generation Me. And they're still... You know that way to this day, and, and and look, I'm not saying that they suck. I'm not, but like I said, the young bucks look like little kids. They look like they had all this facial hair, and they practically put some glue in their face just to look like mature men. And they haven't. I mean, what? They're on their thirties right now. Am I right? Thirties or forties or something like that. Look. They're a great tag team. They're the best. I'm not. I'm not gonna deny that. But but what I will say is, the Young Bucks. I know they've beaten the Briscoes, but fair and square. Uh, uh-uh, I don't think so. Have they feet? Have they defeated FTR one time? But there's gonna be a point where those two teams are gonna meet up against each other one more time, and this time the results are gonna be a whole lot different. FTR, they they ain't one tag team to fuck with. And to me, look. You can complain all you want to about the fact that the Young Bucks are a better tag team than the Usos. But to me, the Usos, they'll beat them. They'll beat them just like that. No problem. And the Street Profits, hey, they're the future of tag team wrestling. They are. And the Young Bucks, Street Profits, hey, believe it or not, it'll be like facing Private Party. The only difference is Private Party wishes they were the Street Profits. That's all I could say about that. But once again, congratulations go out to the Briscoes in this one. They win the 2022 Crockett Cup, and no doubt they'll have an opportunity at the NWA 
World Tag Team Championship somewhere down the road. We'll see what the future holds in this one and everything. Now, obviously, we got one more match to talk about, and that is uh, Matt Cardona versus Nick Aldis for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. I actually have that separate from this one and everything, but we'll talk about that matchup later on in this one. Now, there is one thing I want to talk about. Speaking of the Briscoes, and I want to go ahead and bring this out of the way because, as you know... Now, a couple of things we need to talk about. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I said that next week on the Main Event Talk podcast, we are going to have a three-part episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, which will be entitled WrestleMania Weekend, which is going to happen on March 29th, March 30th, and March 31st. We're going to do those three episodes now. Obviously, each of those each of those episodes are going to consist of everything... <coughs> uh, sorry. Uh, it's going to consist of everything of WrestleMania. Everything from the Hall of Fame induction ceremony to Stand and Deliver, and it's also going to consist of Night 1 and Night 2 of WrestleMania. Now, what you also probably know is that there's going to be some special events that are going to happen on the weekend of WrestleMania. Now, let me look into this because I wanted to talk about this event right here because we're talking about the Briscoes right now. The Supercard, Ring of Honor's Supercard of Honor, which will take place over in, uh, I'm, I'm going to say it's in, it's in Texas somewhere, but let me see if I can... Look into this real quick here. Okay. Let's see. Super Card of Honor is an upcoming professional wrestling pay-per-view uh, produced by <coughs> American Promotion Ring of Honor. It will take place on April 1st at the Curtis Caldwell Center in Godlin, Texas. It will be the 15th event of the Super Card of Honor a trilogy or, or, or everything everything else like that. Now, Ring of Honor, even though we know that Ring of Honor is under the tutelage of Tony Khan because he does own the rights to the building and everything. He owns the rights to the company and everything. There's going to be an event. Now, I think this will take place. Let's see if we can look into this real quick because it's on a Friday, okay? It's on a Friday, and this kind of this holds up. Uh, it's not going to be so good because... Okay, <clears throat> so, so far, these are the matches that have been announced as far as Supercard goes. Now, we got Jonathan Gresham, who is the Ring of Honor World Champion. He holds the original championship in his possession. The original Ring of Honor title from years ago. Now, the man that holds on to the current championship is Bandito. Now, the reason for that is, as you guys know... Ring of Honor had their last and final show, and these two men were supposed to compete for the Ring of Honor World Championship, but due to uh, COVID-19 issues and due to the fact of some of uh, travel restrictions and everything, Bandino could not make it. So now, we know that Jonathan Gresham had a matchup against Jay Lethal for the original Ring of Honor World title, which, hold, which is in his possession as we speak. So now... Jonathan Gresham will have an opportunity to unify both championships, the original Ring of Honor World title and the current, uh, current Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship, which these two are holding on to. Now, the winner takes all, <clears throat> the winner takes all match to determine the undisputed Ring of Honor champion. Um, 
I'm going to have to look into this in a moment. Another another matchup, and this is something that a lot of fans, especially myself and others, are going to be looking forward to checking out. The Briscoes, who are the winners of the Crockett Cup, now have an opportunity to defend their Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. And who are they going to take it on? on? Who are they taking on? One of the best tag teams in AEW, one of the best tag teams in all of professional wrestling, FTR. They are going to have an opportunity at those tag team titles at Ring of Honor's Super Super Card of Honor. It should be badass. The Briscoes and FTR, that's going to be the most talked about match in all of WrestleMania weekend. The main event cannot wait for that. Also, another matchup, a singles match. Uh, it looks like it's uh, uh, looks like Swerve the Realist, and my guess is uh, Swerve the Realist. I'm thinking it's Swerve Strickland. I think it's him, but I could be wrong. We'll go one on one against Alex Zane, and Jay Lethal will go one on one against Lee Marshall. Uh, Lee Moriarty, I'm sorry, with Matt Seidel in his corner. Now, these two, even though these two have competed in Ring of Honor, they're also currently with AEW. So, so far, these are the only matches I see that are going to take place over. They're going to take place over at the Supercard. So, the Supercard is going to take place on Friday, April 1st. And I don't don't know if it's going to be on pay-per-view or not. It probably is. It probably is. Let me see here, this event. Da, 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 play out the uh, Ring of Honor Celebration Program. Da, 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 da. Okay. Now, it doesn't seem like it's going to be on pay-per-view that I see. I think it's supposed to be on pay-per-view. Let's see. The Supercard. First event since G1 Supercard of 2019 and 2020 was canceled due to COVID-19 pandemic. Supercard will additional matches on the Ring of Honor hiatus. Da, 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 da. Owner by Tony Khan. Okay, so... <clears throat> it doesn't... I th- I think it's supposed to be on pay-per-view. Um, I don't know, but I may have to look into this just a little bit more. But we will be giving you some updates on everything that's going on with uh, Ring of Honor uh, to find out exactly what else is going to be in store for this card. Because now, keep in mind, the Super Card is going to happen at the same time when SmackDown <clears throat> does their final and last stop on the road to WrestleMania. And then there's the Hall of Fame induction ceremony that will also take place as well. No doubt that will probably be either on Peacock right after SmackDown, so we'll see how all that goes down and stuff. So this should be extremely interesting to check out. Unless they unless they decide to go ahead and make it live on, on Fox, which would be unprecedented because when, when you think about this very closely, you've got SmackDown... And the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, you got the Ring of Honor show that's going to happen, and you got Rampage as well. So that's you know that's all going to happen in one crazy Friday night. You know what this means? I mean, this means that because I plan, and uh, um, you know, I haven't discussed this with Roman yet, but I think I'm going to have Roman over here uh, next week. You know, to have him <clears throat> come with me and everything. You know, just to check out a little bit of wrestling, drink some beer, and you know. Jam out to some music while we're checking out all this wrestling because there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of wrestling next week on the main event uh, on the not only on the main event talk podcast but also on the weekend of WrestleMania it's gonna be fucking epic so <clears throat> we'll see what happens so we got done with the Crockett Cup of 2022 and we got done talking about the Super Card of Honor uh, I believe this is number 
It's number 15, is that right? Yeah, number 15. Okay. So, uh, well, well, we'll just have to see what happens next week on the Main Event Talk podcast. Because we will, on the WrestleMania weekend, we will talk about these events and much, much more. And hopefully we'll give you more details on the Super Card <clears throat> as it happens. And uh, we'll see what happens. So, that's going to do it. So, when the Main Event Talk returns, we've got the WrestleMania report and... We are going to talk about the NWA World Heavyweight Championship match between Nick Aldis and Matt Cardona. And the main event had a little bit of a scuffle. Well, not too much of a scuffle. But let's just say a modern-day idiot decides to go ahead and teach me on something I know when it comes to wrestling. And I managed to, quote-unquote, give this to, well, not a thrashing, but let's just say, well... I don't like modern-day wrestling morons telling me about how to handle my business in professional wrestling when the main event talk continues. Okay, guys, uh, we are here to talk about NXT's Stand and Deliver. That's going to be taking place at WrestleMania weekend. And it's going to be extremely interesting. Now, uh, you're going to be hearing the Wrestling Observer later on um, to find out some of the details that happened uh, this past uh, Tuesday's NXT, which I saw. And as much as I'd love to go ahead and talk about NXT 2.0, I want to go ahead and give that to the Wrestling Observer so that way you guys can get an opportunity <coughs> to hear their thoughts on the match and everything from this past Tuesday and everything. So NXT TakeOver, or I'm sorry, NXT's Stand and Deliver, is going to happen on the weekend of WrestleMania. Now, we know that WrestleMania is going to take place on April 2nd and April 3rd. Now, on April 2nd, NXT's Stand and Deliver is going to happen right around 12 noon. Now, this will take place over in Dallas at the Airlines Arena. Now, I'm going to be extremely interested to see exactly how this is going to turn out because this will be the first time. And <clears throat> we have to think about this. This will be the first time that NXT is going to be a part of uh, of an arena event. Now, all the times we have seen NXT's... Um, any any of their NXT events. The last big event that I can think of that was actually outside of the Orlando Arena, <clears throat> uh, how, how long ago was it? It was 2019, 2020. No, actually it was 2020. Uh, NXT TakeOver Portland. And I think that was the last time that we saw anything NXT on, on outside of the arena. Right, every other takeover that you've seen has taken place with inside the Orlando Arena. Well, not the Orlando Arena exactly, but over at the NXT Arena, which which is right there. Now, NXT has changed since that time, and now it's going to be NXT 2.0, and they are going to be featuring some matches over at the Airlines Arena over in Dallas, Texas. Now. This will be interesting because I'm wondering, number one, how many people are actually going to be a part 
of this NXT 2.0. I guarantee you this right now. If that arena fills up, I'll be very surprised. I'll be very, 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 very surprised. Because the way NXT 2.0 has been... As much as I'd love to see NXT 2.0, I wish it was still... NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver and not NXT Stand and Deliver. But it is what it is and there's really nothing we could do about it at at this point. Now, here are some of the matches that are going to take place at the Stand and Deliver event. A fatal five-way ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. It's going to be the champion Carmelo Hayes to defend his championship against... Santos Escobar, Solo Sakura, Grayson Waller. Uh, I believe it's those individuals. Let's see, Grayson Waller. And we will find out who will take the final spot this coming Tuesday on NXT 2.0. It will be a triple threat match between these three individuals who had lost each of their matches but are going to be a part of it Uh, are going to be a part of it this Tuesday on NXT 2.0. Cameron Grimes, A-Kid, and Roderick Strong. The winner will take the last and fifth position for the ladder match for the North American Championship. Now, I will give you my predictions on this one on part one of WrestleMania weekend as we talk about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony and also talk about NXT's <clears throat> NXT Stand and Deliver. This is built as Champa's final match. Tommaso Champa to go one-on-one against Tony D'Angelo. <clears throat> That's going to happen. Now, originally, this was supposed to be a fatal... This was supposed to be a one-on-one match between NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose and Cora Jade. But then this past Tuesday... Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray had won the Women's Dusty Cup Tag Team Tournament match. And we thought, and I thought, in many ways, that we were going to see these two compete for the NXT Tag Team titles at Stand and Deliver. We thought that was going to happen, but apparently that's not going to happen. So they decided that they're going to cash in on the NXT Championship. So now this is turned into... A fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose, Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. This should be extremely interesting to check out. We'll see how it goes. Next match will be a triple threat match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Imperium to take on the Creed Brothers and MSK. Another great matchup here also. Dolph Ziggler to defend his NXT Championship against Braun Breaker at Stand and Deliver. And then, of course, I predicted this match would happen last week. And the prediction has came true, and it's about to take place. L.A. Knight will go one-on-one against the artist formerly known as Walter. Now, Gunther is going to take on... L.A. Knight. Now, I believe these are the official matches for NXT Stand and Deliver. 
Now, we don't know for sure if there's going to be any more matches to be added. We know that NXT Stand and Deliver is going to happen on Saturday, April 2nd, which will happen around 12 noon. And that means that once NXT Stand and Deliver is over, then a few hours later will be WrestleMania over in Dallas, Texas. And I'm sure everybody is going to take part in it and everything else like that. So hopefully, in this, um, uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to check out uh, NXT 2.0 next week, and I'll be able to give you the not only the raw report, but we'll also give you the NXT 2.0 report to see who qualifies to take the final slot in the fatal five-way match for the ladder match, and we'll see if there's going to be any other matches to take place for NXT's Stand and Deliver, which is going to happen live Saturday, April 2nd. This will happen right before WrestleMania um, on April 2nd as well. So we'll see how that happens and everything. Hopefully we'll find out what takes place um, at Stand and Deliver. And uh, also, uh, next, like I said before, next week on the Main Event Tongue Podcast, on part one, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, but we will also talk about... NXT Stand and Deliver, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on each and every one of those matches, and you know, give you my thoughts on who will win and who will lose, and what big surprises to expect over at NXT's uh, Stand and Deliver. And like I said, I'm curious about how big of a crowd it's going to be for this event. I mean, are, are we going to get a big crowd? Are we going to get a, a small crowd? Is it going to be anything like... Uh, what we see in past takeovers, or will this be just another, you know, a, a, another? And 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 I hate to use the word lame. I really, I really hate to. But unfortunately, the way NXT 2.0 is, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I like the brand, but I mean, it's just not. It's just not NXT. It doesn't feel like NXT. It just feels like another wrestling show. And if this was if this was takeover, if this was completely different, and if it had everything that Triple H had put together years and years ago, we'd be talking more about takeover and less about WrestleMania, if you know what I'm talking about. But we do have it and it's it's gonna happen the way it is. NXT stand and deliver live Saturday, April second. This'll be uh right around twelve noon or in the morning, depending how it goes, and I'll be able to see that. Then, of course, we got WrestleMania right after that, so the main event's going to be looking forward to that. And much more. We'll see what happens. Let's talk about this uh, NXT show. We had Solo Sokoa, Roderick Strong, North American Championship qualifying match, and Solo Sokoa won the match. It was a pretty good match. They both look good. It's Roderick Strong. You're not going to have a bad match. And so Solo Sokoa is now in that ladder match. We had some of the dumbest most horrifically acted segments backstage with Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. Although one of them actually was so bad, it was good, which we'll get to. But they're uh, they're arguing backstage. See, they had a match last week when they were friends. They're still friends. They're they're frenemies, as they call them, and uh, they they're hanging out still, uh, acting poorly. So there's going to be a match later. Tony D'Angelo faced Dexter Loomis, and Tony goes for the crowbar. Indy grabs the crowbar. And then, uh, what's-her-face, uh, Persia grabs the crowbar from Indy. And then she has a tug-of-war with Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, Tony D'Angelo and uh, Persia brought a tug-of-war. It took him a while to win. 
and then the crowbar flies into Dexter Loomis's face, right in the middle of the ring, which the referee somehow does not see. <laughs> you like and, that? Uh, what's that little spin from the referee pirouette? Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> and so uh, that was the end. And then obviously, you know, Dexter's very angry, as we'll get to later. We had uh, Electra Lopez beating Fallon Henley. I have no idea how Fallon Henley is not on the main roster already. Same with the uh, the lady that uh, Robert Stone's talking to. I mean, ain't going to be long in developmental, brother. Mark my words. We had um, Braun Breaker and Robert Roode. Listen, I don't like to be that guy. Okay? I don't. Nobody cared about this match. I don't, if I get, if I hear, if you, I don't want to hear one person, whether it's on the chat, DJ Bantham, or whether it's on YouTube, you can do it on YouTube because comments are stupid there anyway. But like, I do not want to hear that the crowd was into this match. Because this happens all the time in AEW. Like every now and then it'll be a match on AEW with no heat. And I'll have these, these, you cannot say one negative thing about AEW. Even if you're paid by Tony Khan. You can't say one negative thing about AEW or like, you know, you're going to get it. Oh, there was, what are you talking about? There was no heat. Brother, there was no heat, okay? And there was no heat for this match. Yes, at the very in the very last minute or two, when they did some near falls, they got the obligatory This Is Awesome chant. But for 90% of this match, nobody cared. Why? Well, I mean, as an honest man here, nobody was going to care about Braun Breaker and Robert Roode in the first place. But brother, you did no favors by beating Robert Roode in the middle of the ring on Raw by Dominic Mysterio. Pinned in the middle clean. No interference. No Braun Breaker. Rick Steiner did nothing. He just got pinned in the middle of the ring. How could we... If we couldn't care before, how could we possibly care now? Well, nobody did. It's a dead match with Braun Breaker. He pins Robert Roode. Robert Roode, a former NXT champion for over a year. But bro, they did not care one bit about this guy. Do you realize that, it, that, that aside from the match where uh, Ziggler won the three-way and won the title, neither Rude or Ziggler have won a single match in like 50 appearances on this show? Oh, it wasn't 50, Brian. It was only, you know, six. Whatever. No one cared. So anyway, then we move on to uh, Grayson Waller and a kid. And uh, Grayson Waller beat this kid. And he is going on to the North American Championship qualifying match. And uh, afterwards, Carmelo Hayes gets in the ring. And he announces there's there's one spot left in a match he signed and, like, he's got complete creative control of. So he goes, you know what? We're going to have a, a match with all the losers next week. This is the term they use. All the losers are going to have a match. This is just like booking uh, the, the multi-person tag matches on Raw and SmackDown. All the losers are going to be in a match. We'll see which one of you is the most overachieving loser, and you'll get into the uh, the North American title match. You want to put money on Cameron Grimes? In Listen, that, uh, let me talk about Cameron Grimes. All right. They had a video package on this show with Cameron Grimes. And Cameron Grimes talks about how last week he was really upset because he had no path to WrestleMania. And how his father, he loved his father. They were super close. They watched wrestling. They were involved in wrestling. And, and the last thing he said, the last thing I told my father was that I signed with NXT and I'm going to be a champion. And he goes, it's been three years and look at this. I don't even have a path to WrestleMania. And they got pictures of him and his dad and like the whole shebang. 
and I watched this, and uh, as, as I'm sure many of you are, are well aware, there have been many, many angles in wrestling history that uh, have been built around people who have actually died, okay? And uh, probably the most infamous is uh, when Randy Orton did that promo about how, you know, Eddie Guerrero is in hell. After Eddie Guerrero had shoot legitimately died, he's doing a promo about how Eddie Guerrero is, is residing in the afterlife in hell. This did not work, did not get over. People hated it. And the thing is, you know, it's, it's wrestling. And, uh, and you are supposed to tell stories. And it's supposed to, you know, be real even though it's not. And so I am not against using a real tragedy in a person's life to tell a story. But, number one, you know, I don't know Cameron Grimes' father, but my guess would be that Cameron Grimes' father would have been all right being part of an NXT storyline, you know, after he passed away. But on top of that, if you're going to do the storyline where my father died, I made him a promise, and you're going to pay it off by having Cameron Grimes win the match next week, go to WrestleMania weekend, win the ladder match, and become the NXT North American champion, and succeed and make his, his deceased father happy, fine! But brother, if they screw this up, I don't expect him to lose. I do expect him to be in the match, but there's still that part of me that thinks, uh, you know, they're going to do something and he's not going to win and, you know, someone else. Bro, don't do that stuff. Like, I know. I want to believe it. you, too. I want to don't believe do you. Don't do it. But I could see them putting a kid in there. And I just, I, and, and have him be sad and be down on his luck and have all of this money, but I failed my father to build it into another match that he has on that show. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I think it's a waste of what they're doing, obviously, because, again, I don't, would not invoke this stuff unless, again, you got a really good story for it. And I, I just, we'll see. Here's <laughs> we'll see the thing. But to, to cut to the chase, because I ramble forever, don't do a storyline involving somebody who has passed away to get heat, okay? Don't ever do that. It we never, it never, ever works. If you want to use this, if you want to use somebody who has passed away in a storyline to, to give everybody a happy ending and, and the person whose father passed away is crying in the ring because he did it for his father, that's fine. That's okay. But don't waste this storyline and then screw Cameron Grimes. That never worked. Name one time that has ever worked where you've used someone who's passed away to get heat and then, like, you, you didn't pay it off and, like, the person... Name one time that's ever worked, ever. Look, when does any time somebody... I mean, honestly, depending on who the situation is as far as who's passed away, as far as using heat, whether it's ever it ever works at all, because especially in this day and age, you got to be really careful about it. I mean, look, the Charlotte thing, and that's the problem, too, with a lot of this, is you cannot... Their track record is awful. Wrestling's track record in general is awful, but their track record with any of this sort of stuff, with invoking anybody's name that has passed away, is usually awful, with the exception of Paul Bearer, who, again, because everybody will always talk about, well, this person wouldn't have minded it, Eddie wouldn't have minded it, this person wouldn't have minded it, and it's like, you don't know that, they've passed away, maybe they wouldn't, as much as they loved wrestling, as much as they dedicated their lives for wrestling, maybe they didn't want to do that, and they wouldn't like that. 
Now, Paul Bearer, I guess he's one of the exceptions that everybody said to a person, if you use him in something, it'll be fine. But real life, whatever, I just, that stuff being brought in and being, again, if this isn't even, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I just, I don't have any confidence at all in this. Well, believe it or not, I, like I actually have confidence. I think he's going to win next week, and I think he's going to win the championship at WrestleMania weekend. It is a preemptive a bout of anger at the idea that this could be screwed up. Because when I watched it, I thought, this is this is what makes me mad. When I see something and it's like, this is impossible to screw up. But they like, do. That's the point. Yeah. You have to be like at a level of incompetence that is inconceivable to me to screw up this thing with Cameron Grimes. Do I, do I have 100% faith they're going to do it right? Of course not. But like... It's so unscrew-upable that you have to go out of your way to, like, be horrible at your job to, to screw this thing up right here. Anyway, the Creed Brothers beat the Grizzled Young Vets. It's fine. Wasn't long. Nobody died. That's a positive. Gunther and Duke Hudson was a 10 on the granny scale. This was like a 100-star match. Oh, my God. Duke Hudson... I don't have time to talk about... I'll talk about it on the Brian and Vinny show. The the segment that they did with Dexter Loomis drawing. But uh, it sets up this match with Gunther and Duke Hudson. And, uh, bro, this did not have a lack of heat. They start wrestling at about two minutes in. Gunther hits him with this chop. And uh, and you could hear it in, in uh, Oregon. These fans, they start going nuts. They, they chanted what you said at the beginning of the show, which is an FCC violation. They're going out of their minds. And these dudes, they're like the same size. And everyone's used to, like, you know, Valter beating up these little dudes. But how? here's two dudes about the same size. And they're Whoa. beating the crap out of each other. But same height. <laughs> Gunther is just double beating the crap out of poor Duke Hudson. And then to finish, he throws him in the corner. He goes, this is for you, Persia. He gives this guy two thunderous chops. He kicks him right in the face, and then he power bombs him and pins him. Oh, my God. This turned the whole show around for me. Like, if I ever hated NXT, I apologize for everything I ever said about him. I'd almost forgive screwing up Cameron Grimes. Almost! Not quite. But, that man, this fact, match was fantastic. That and the fact that his woman was the one who got him into that mix oh, is even better. This was great. <laughs> and then it was Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray beating Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. And then in the funniest thing ever, I'm sure, like, one of uh, uh, either JC or, or whatever... I can never get their name. GG. GG and JC. GG, Joel, Joel and JC, Jane, whatever. One of them's got to be hurt because uh, EO and Kaylee win. And then they're like, we're going to cash in. We don't care about these tag belts. We want the uh, championship match at uh, whatever to be a four way singles match for the NXT title, which for some reason makes JC and GG mad. So maybe they're not hurt because there was a brawl. But anyway, that was the show. Back in a moment, Observer Live. So one last thing about this this NXT main event thing is like <laughs> it's so wacky because the whole storyline is uh, Gigi and JC they hate all these teams so they don't want to to defend these uh, these titles at uh, over WrestleMania weekend and uh, so Io and Kaylee win and then they just like bury the tag titles they're like we don't want these belts we're gonna uh, we're gonna cash in. And the match with uh, with Mandy and and uh, and what's her name is going to be a it's going to be a four way now. Cora Jade. So it's Cora Mandy, Jade. Mandy, Cora Jade, Eo, and uh, Kaylee Ray. It's now a four way. So for some reason, this makes uh, Gigi and JC angry that now they don't have to worry about defending their titles. So they help attack the uh, Kaylee Ray and Eo Shirai, 
And then, and then who should run down to make the save but Cora Jade, who was guaranteed a singles match over WrestleMania weekend. But now she's in a four-way, whereas they say her chances of winning are now only 25%. But, bro, she's happy as a clam. She's running wild and running off all the heels, and she's happy as can be. I'm like, shouldn't JC and uh, Gigi be happy and Cora should be angry? Instead, it's the other way around. They're angry, and Cora's totally happy being in a four-way now for this title. So anyway, whatevs, dude. I don't book this show.
news. Cody Rhodes signs with WWE. Topping today's news is a report from PW Insider's Mike Johnson that Cody Rhodes has signed with the WWE. Fans have been waiting for this news ever since Cody Rhodes left AEW, and rumors ran rampant that the American Nightmare might return to Titanland, possibly as early as last month's Elimination Chamber. Details are few, but Magic Mike reports, Cody Rhodes is signed with WWE. Multiple WWE sources have confirmed. Rhodes inked his deal about 10 to 14 days ago. The current plan is to have Rhodes debut WrestleMania weekend, with the early word among those in the company being that Rhodes will be on the Raw brand. As always, plans are subject to Mr. McMahon's whims, but it appears the WWE's current plan is to surprise fans with Cody returning to WWE on the grandest stage of all. Whether this means a Mania match or something else remains to be seen. What do you think of Cody's move? Be sure to let us know in the comments. One of the big questions concerning Cody's WWE signing is whether he'll be able to continue his work as a judge on the Go Big Show, which belongs to Warner Media, the company that airs AEW TV and is a rival to USA Network's parent company, NBC Universal. Dave Meltzer discussed the situation on Wrestling Observer Radio, and while he couldn't confirm Rhodes will be allowed, he did say, Again, Go Big Show and everything. If that show gets renewed, he can still do that show, I'm pretty sure. I don't know 100% because I don't know the contract, but I would be pretty sure he would work that into the contract, the things that he already had deals with, where if it's a previous deal, I can still do it, as opposed to new deals, obviously Vince McMahon would have to approve, which sort of sucks when you want to be an actor and you're in WWE. Cody's interest in working in Hollywood is well known, and he may have worked something out with WWE where he could take time off from projects like his reality show and the aforementioned game show. However, there could come a time when he's asked to step away from Warner Media-related projects. Diamond Dave pointed out that NBC Universal could have plenty to offer Cody in terms of outside projects. Maybe there's going to be opportunities from NBC Universal for him now that he's got his thing. Fans are anxious to see how Cody is booked in WWE after leaving it, as well as his major role in launching AEW. And the WWE's willingness to let him work in outside projects may depend on whether it wants to punish him for his role in AEW or show potential AEW hires that the company is willing to let bygones be bygones. What do you think will happen with Cody? Let us know in the comments below. Mustafa's Menacing Message While Mustafa Ali hasn't been on WWE TV lately, the former Retribution leader hasn't been quiet about his disgust with his booking. You'll no doubt recall that Ali has repeatedly requested his release from WWE, and while the company hasn't granted it, Ali's recent social media message suggests there's an awful amount of anger inside the talented star. A humble and fair warning, as soon as all this gets sorted, I'm gonna absolutely body all your faves. Does Mustafa mean to murderize the WWE's favorite wrestlers? It sure sounds like it. However, does this mean Ali plans on returning to the E and working a program where he tries to take out wrestlers, or is he just talking trash while he waits to be released? Kenny Omega Recovering from Surgery Kenny Omega is a hurting unit, but he appears to be on the way to recovery after working hurt for many months. This week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that the former AEW World Champion is currently recovering from arthroscopic knee surgery. The recovery from this will take about 10 weeks. He will be getting surgery to repair his sports hernia at the end of March, and that's about a two-month recovery. There are other things he's also taking care of. There is no time frame set for his return. WrestleMania sends its wishes for a fast and full recovery.
Tony Storm making insane money on OnlyFans. Our top story today takes a look at how a former WWE star is making a small fortune with her OnlyFans page. The former WWE superstar in question is Tony Storm, who was released from WWE back in late 2021. Before her release, Storm was in the midst of a huge push on the main roster and was set to face Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title, but it was rumored that Storm was burnt out and needed to take a step back from WWE. Storm announced after her departure that she was going to launch an OnlyFans page, and she finally launched this on the 19th March. Storm's page has been a monumental success. According to Ryan Satin, Storm made almost $10,000 in less than an hour. These are crazy numbers, and if these numbers maintain, Storm may decide to quit wrestling altogether and focus exclusively on her OnlyFans page. We do know that Storm is taking independent bookings, and there was reported interest from other major companies, but at this stage, Storm appears to be happy pursuing her own personal ventures. Renee Paquette starting in OnlyFans? Speaking of the OnlyFans platform, Renee Paquette was recently asked during an interview with the Mac Mania podcast if she has a desire to start her own page on the platform. This is what the former WWE broadcaster had to say. I don't feel like my personality necessarily gels with that. Like, I don't know. I think for the people that it works for, hell yeah. Get out there, make that money. Do the thing that makes you happy, by all means. I just think if all of a sudden I signed up for OnlyFans, people would be like, no, I think I'm good. I don't think you want to see that. I don't think that people need that sexier side of me. It's also like, I don't know, there's like a goofiness to me. Me doing like a legit sexy photo? I'm like sweating right now thinking about it. No one needs it. WWE's secret plan for Cody Rhodes' return. This weekend, it was confirmed in a report by PW Insider that Cody Rhodes is officially on his way back to WWE. The former AEW executive has signed a lucrative WWE deal, and he is expected to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania in one of the biggest matches on the show. According to a new report by Fightful, there are plans in place for WWE to try and keep Rhodes' WrestleMania return a secret, and these may include Rhodes flying on a private jet. The report states, While those close to Rhodes denied that his Sunday travel was set to WrestleMania, WWE sources have indicated that they've internally discussed flying Rhodes in private in order to avoid the publicity of him popping up at an airport before WrestleMania. The report also indicates that WWE has booked Cody for Raw after WrestleMania, so this likely means Cody will be a Raw superstar moving forward. Are you excited to have Cody back under the WWE umbrella? Let us know in the comments below. Roster Reaction to Cody's WWE Return For those wondering how the roster has reacted to the news of Cody Rhodes returning to WWE, according to a tweet from Sean Ross Sapp, it was overwhelmingly positive. Sapp would tweet, I spoke to a lot of top WWE talent last month very excited about Cody Rhodes possibly returning to the company. A lot of the friends Cody made during his first run in the company are still in WWE, and those talents will no doubt look forward to being around Cody again in the locker room. WrestleMania Main Event Revealed We all know that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar's match is set to Main Event Night 2 of WrestleMania, but there has been some debate as to what match should close out Night 1 of the biggest show of the year. It was reported that WWE plans to have Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title main event the show. This didn't sit well with fans on social media, and there has been a campaign to see Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's title main event the show instead. 
According to a source on Reddit, neither of these matches will main event the show. According to Reddit user Kermit125, who has broken several exclusive stories this year, they claim that the KO show featuring Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens will main event night one of the pay-per-view. This comes as a surprise as it seems unlikely that an interview segment will close out WrestleMania, and this has led to a ton of speculation that the KO show will turn into a match between Austin and Owens. This will end up being Austin's first match in over 19 years and Owens' first ever WrestleMania main event. What do you make of the idea of Austin and Owens main eventing night one of WrestleMania? Let us know in the comments below. William Regal's Secret Retirement Match William Regal has been the talk of the wrestling world over the past few weeks. Following Regal's rather shocking WWE release, he has signed a contract with AEW and now has a role on TV as the manager for Brian Danielson and John Moxley. It appears that Regal's role is going to be limited to managing talents and working closely with talents backstage, and there is no news in relation to Regal wrestling again. If this is the case, fans would assume that Regal's retirement match would have been his 2013 match on NXT with Cesaro, but Regal revealed on his recent appearance on Talk is Jericho that he had a top-secret retirement match that hardly anyone saw. According to Regal, during a WWE tryout camp in Dubai, Regal had a full-blown match with Sami Zayn, and this happened to be the last time Regal has laced up his wrestling boots. Regal added, I had a match with Cesaro, someone I've known for a long time and think the world of. Got to put him over. That wasn't actually my last match because the following year, 2014, we went to Dubai to do a tryout and Sami Zayn came. At the end of it, pretty much everybody there, none of them had seen pro wrestling. At the end of this tryout, I thought, let's give them a flavor. I felt a bit froggy. Sami Zayn was there because he speaks Arabic. I've always gotten very on with Sami from when I first met him in Toronto, and he came as an extra. He didn't have his mask on, but I knew who he was. He was with Brian. I had a match with Sami. That was actually my last match in Dubai in front of about 30 people at the tryout. WWE Superstar Denies Reports of Release Former U.S. and Intercontinental Champion Shelton Benjamin took to Twitter yesterday to shut down reports that he'd been released from his WWE contract. These reports surfaced this weekend, and there was concern from fans that WWE had let Benjamin go. Benjamin's tweet read, I have not been released from WWE. I obviously don't know where this false report started, probably Mia Yim, but for those that cared, thank you, but at this time, your concerns are premature. Benjamin is currently in a tag team with Cedric Alexander on the Raw brand, and Benjamin being released would be a huge hit to the Raw tag division, but thankfully, these reports were untrue. Steve Austin training hard for WrestleMania Is Steve Austin going to throw down at this year's WrestleMania? While Stone Cold Steve Austin is scheduled to appear at this year's Showcase of the Immortals as a guest on the Kevin Owens show, fans are unsure whether Austin will get physical. Nevertheless, the Texas Rattlesnake is definitely getting ready, as Austin himself recently appeared on the Rich Eisen show and revealed, Once you step in the ring, it's like stepping onto a football field. That's where business happens. We don't know what it's going to escalate to. I've been working on my conditioning. Had it been anywhere else other than Jerry's place, it's a two-night event. WrestleMania is the biggest show of the year to be a part of that is really special to me. Stone Cold said that KO's comments proved to be the perfect storm as WrestleMania is taking place in Austin's home state of Texas. In addition, the appearance is providing him a chance to step back into the ring after a forced retirement. When I left, I didn't want to leave. WrestleMania 19, my neck had presented some problems. 
After I got spiked and dropped on my head back in 99, I had three, four fused up. It was time for me to ride off into the sunset and do something else. This comeback means a lot to me as I've been getting back into in-ring shape. I'm going to go out there and do the absolute best I can. You'll no doubt recall Austin's past comments that he would never step back into a ring unless he could deliver the goods for his many fans. It sounds as if Austin is taking this appearance seriously, regardless of how much physicality transpires. Wrestling News brought up the Bionic Rednecks training and recent comments from Austin's friend Jim Ross. Ross said on his podcast that he believes that Austin will do more than just a stunner and a beer bash celebration, so while this may not be an actual match, you can probably expect more than the usual physicality from Austin. Do you think Austin will work anything resembling a match or just deliver a stunner to a hapless Kevin Owens? Bret Hart getting into in-ring shape? Looks like Steve Austin isn't the only WWE legend getting themselves into shape. Now, a recent tweet from Brett the Hitman Hart is showing the excellence of execution looking fit. Brett tweeted a photo of himself with several members of the NHL's Calgary Flames, along with this message, Go Flames Go! As rumors persist that the two-time WWE Hall of Famer is heading to All Elite Wrestling to manage FTR, Hart certainly looks ready to show up on TV. Although it's highly unlikely he'd be able to work a match, he could get involved physically at ringside and looks like he's ready for any dust-ups outside the ring. Undertaker still thinks young wrestlers aren't hungry enough. What does The Undertaker think about today's WWE roster? Turns out the Phenom hasn't changed his mind since he told Joe Rogan in 2021 that there was plenty of room for improvement. Taker recently chatted with YouTube's True Jordy and said this about the current roster. I feel like there's a level of grit that is missing from today's product. I don't know that it's anybody's fault. We all aged out and that new group has come up. When you watch Brock Lesnar wrestle, you're interested because you know he's got this background not only as an amateur wrestler, professional wrestler, mixed martial artist. Brock Lesnar doesn't do a bunch of crazy moves. Brock manhandles your ass. You get in there and you get thrown around and you get smashed, you know? Roman Reigns has a little bit of that to him. And when he wants to, Randy Orton has that to him when he wants to. But a lot of the younger talents, it's that the evolution of the comic book era, the superhero era. And I think that's their motivation and that's what their inspiration is. And they didn't have to come up and bust heads in bars and figure out how they were going to eat and things like that. With a wrestling career dating back to the 1980s, The Undertaker worked in a much different environment than many of today's grapplers do, such as athletes like Gable Steveson, who transitioned directly from amateur careers into WWE careers. Gable Steveson spoils WrestleMania debut? Did Olympic wrestling gold medalist Gable Steveson accidentally spoil his WrestleMania debut? Steveson recently tweeted, Also, I will be at WrestleMania. It's time! Gable deleted the tweet, leading to speculation whether the tweet was a mistake or a case of Gable tweeting it accidentally on purpose to further build buzz for this year's mania. Regardless of when he, when he debuts, WWE will have a highly decorated athlete on its roster, as Steveson is not only an Olympic gold medalist, but he secured his second NCAA wrestling championship. According to Wrestling News' Andrew Ravens, Steveson's WWE contract begins after he graduates this May. The Rock talks about dealing with depression. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has achieved phenomenal success, but he's had his battles along the way, including bouts with depression. During a talk with E! News' Francesca Meeker, 
The People's Champion explained how much society has changed in terms of talking about one's mental health. The most touching feedback I consistently received has been our openness to talk about mental health. It was something that I was unfamiliar with when I had my first bout with depression at the end of 1990. I didn't know what it was. I just felt like, man, I feel like sh I don't want to do anything. The Rock talked about his living situation and how being a male affected his ability to talk about his inner thoughts. I grew up an only child and a dude. Dudes have a tendency to hold this stuff in. And you know, it's not in our nature to just talk about it because it makes us feel vulnerable. We don't want to feel vulnerable. It makes us feel weak. We shouldn't feel weak. We should have our sh together. But that's not life. Fortunately, it has become easier for people to talk about their mental health, and while there is still a long way to go as to how society deals with mental health and how it treats people suffering from mental health illnesses, it is good to have celebrities like The Rock sharing their personal experiences and letting their fans know it's okay to talk about. New team added to WrestleMania match? This year's WrestleMania features three tag team championship matches, including current Raw tag team champions RK-Bro defending the belts against the Street Profits. However, it appears that former champions Otis and Chad Gable, aka the Alpha Academy, will participate as well. Dave Meltzer noted this in last week's Observer, and while the match hasn't been officially announced as a triple threat, the WWE seemed to set things up on last week's Raw after Alpha Academy laid out RK-Bro and the Profits during the match between Riddle and Montez Ford, pointing towards the WrestleMania sign after the match. If RK-Bro enters WrestleMania as Tag Team Champions, this will be another career milestone for Randy Orton. Inside the Ropes brought up another potential record that the legend killer could make. Fact 5 Wrestling has posted on social media that Orton will become the first WWE superstar to enter WrestleMania as a tag team champion, a US champion, an intercontinental champion, a world heavyweight champion, and WWE champion. However, while WrestleMania is less than two weeks away, things could change as to who holds the belts going into this year's show of shows. Is Sable persona non grata in WWE? Is former WWE diva Sable, aka Rita Lesnar, yes, that Lesnar, persona non grata within WWE? That seems to be the case as Tori Wilson discussed how WWE informed her not to mention Sable's name when Wilson was inducted into the 2019 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Wilson recently appeared at a virtual autograph signing for the Asylum Wrestling Store and commented, you're not even allowed to mention her name on... She was... I mentioned her name in my Hall of Fame speech, and right before, they told me, Oh, by the way, you're not allowed to mention her name. It certainly makes sense for Tori to have wanted to discuss her time working with Sable, so why did the WWE veto any mention of the Vixen? The News Austin KO Plans Revealed? Topping today's news is a report from Dave Meltzer about just how involved Stone Cold Steve Austin will get when he appears on the Kevin Owens show at WrestleMania. As previously reported, the bionic redneck has been working hard on his conditioning and, according to Diamond Dave, is in fantastic shape and will do more than just deliver a stunner to KO. Speaking on the Sunday night's main event podcast, Meltzer mused that he expects Austin to brawl with Owens for several minutes. Could fans see a wild Pier 6 brawl that spills into the crowd? If so, it seems like a good way to protect Austin while giving fans something more than a brief tussle between the Attitude Era icon. Omas facing main eventer at WrestleMania? 
Looks like WWE's resident giant Omos is going to face his toughest challenge yet, as Fightful Select reports the former Raw Tag Team Champion will battle a returning Bobby Lashley at this year's Showcase of the Immortals. Omos has been unstoppable since debuting on the main roster in 2020, both in tag team and singles bouts. While Omos has shown progress in the ring, his singles matches have been squashes, leaving questions about his long-term prospects as a single star. While it may be advantageous to continue having Omos squash opponents, at some point, the Titan will have to work longer matches, even four to five minute fights, to keep things interesting. Bobby Lashley could certainly provide Omos with a chance to show he can do more than manhandle opponents in seconds, and it could even lead to a good feud between Omos and the Almighty. Gable Stevenson debuting soon? Now that Gable Stevenson has retired from amateur wrestling, the WWE Universe is wondering when the highly decorated amateur wrestler will make his pro debut. According to a story on Wrestling Observer Radio, fans could see the Olympic gold medalist and two-time NCAA wrestling champ on Raw very soon. As WrestleMania recently reported, Stevenson tweeted that he was going to show up at WrestleMania, but took the tweet down. Do you think Gable should work in NXT first, or is he the type of talent that should be featured on the main roster right away? More Bailey is Back rumors. The mystery surrounding Bailey's return is growing stronger, as fans believe she could be back at any time following her lengthy absence due to a freak injury suffered during a practice session at WWE's Performance Center last summer. PW Insider reports that Bailey, who required surgery to repair an ACL injury, should be back in about a month, but that it won't likely be until after WrestleMania. Okay, so we come to the conclusion of the Crockett Cup, and we come to the NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Nick Aldis going one-on-one -on -one against Matt Cordona, the champion. And Jeff Jarrett as a special guest referee. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, maybe th maybe things will work out and everything. And and this is going to be one of those things where it's going to be a bit too soon, way too soon for Matt Cardona to lose the title. Now, th there is something I want to talk about right after I talk about this match, and it's about the comments I got on my on my Twitter. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. So the match with uh, Matt Cordona and Nick Aldis was everything I expected and more. You know, I, I'm looking at this from from Nick's perspective. I mean, Nick, Nick's a former champion. Uh, he has been, he's been a two-time champion. He was the longest reigning NWA champion. Matt Cordona, to me, is a... And let me let me mention this because I can. I know some people will disagree upon this and everything. But you can't take this guy seriously as a main event star. You really, you really cannot. Because even though he calls himself, even though he calls himself the deathmatch king, and even though he gets over with certain wrestlers, this is one of these things where I'm asking myself, okay, what what do they see in Matt Cordona? What what is it about him? That appeals and, and makes me think, okay, this dude's going to be something. He's something special. Maybe he's going to be the next world champion. Now, to the average wrestling fan, you know, well, actually to the modern day wrestling fans, they see this as, oh, Matt, Matt's going to be the, the best NWA world heavyweight champion in the history of this business. Now, for someone like, say, myself and others, 
I really don't see Cardona as a world champion. And and even though here, here's the sad part, you got Cardona who has been a GCW world champion, right? And you couldn't take this dude seriously as champion in that company because he, you know, he's wrestling in, you know, he's wrestling in all of these death matches and all this. And it's like, for what? Just so you can put your name on the map and just because you want to make yourself number one and everything. And you think, you, you think assuming that this is going to make you a big star, is this going to make you a garbage wrestler? You know, I remember a long time ago, I mean, when I when I first saw Matt Cardona when he was um, Zack Ryder years ago, he was a tag team champion, all right? He was a tag team champion, and he did extremely well, he, he did extre- extremely well for himself in the tag team division, and then he tried to be a singles competitor, he tried to get a name out there, he was a great talent, I ain't gonna lie about that, he is. He became United States champion, right? And then after that, his career really didn't get anywhere. And then all of a sudden, uh, he goes up in NXT and he, you know, tries to be... I think they were tag team champions. I could be wrong. I may need to look into that list. Um, I know he was the Intercontinental champion. I know that. I was very, very happy for him. But the thing is... You could not take this guy seriously as a big star. You couldn't. I remember a long time ago, I basically called Matt Cordona a a walking box of Skittles. I I used to call him that years ago because he looked like that, right? And he was someone that you couldn't take seriously as a main eventer if you could, he could never be a top guy. He could never be in the world title picture because nobody can take this guy seriously. And now with him out of the WWE, now he's being placed in world title matches. But unfortunately, he's trying to establish himself as a top guy. Now, let me use an example here. Like Drew McIntyre, for example. He was never a top guy either. But then when he was in... When he was in... The WWE, he was the Intercontinental Champion. And then he was put in some ridiculous group. And he wanted to get out of the group. And he was out of the company. Right? So then, all of a sudden, he was out winning world championships. But he wasn't out trying to devour his body and put him in, in through hell. I mean, he, he became Impact Wrestling World Champion. I think he became Evolve Champion. I think he became uh, other champion. You know. He became a world champion trying to become a star. And then when Drew McIntyre came back, he went over one NXT gold. He won tag team gold. And, of course, he became the WWE champion. And he's basically established as a top guy in most ways. Matt Cordona, you couldn't put... You can't put him in the same elevation as Drew McIntyre. You couldn't because you could take Drew McIntyre and make him a star and 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 you could take him seriously as a top guy you can't take matt cordona seriously as as a top guy you really couldn't even if you wanted to now nick aldis on the other hand is someone that has been a top guy before now despite the fact that he was impact wrestling world champion i think he was also global force wrestling champion i think i could i may remember that correctly (coughs) nick was someone you could take seriously as a world champion He's this modern day's 
he's this modern day's version of maybe Ric Flair, maybe Harley Race, depending. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying he's exactly like that, you know, because you know you can see the difference in any way possible. But this match, this match, you can tell was being worked with Nick Aldis trying to run things. But I think Matt Cordona was trying to run his way too, right? Now, my first thought in this match was, okay, I'm, I'm expecting something to happen. And I was looking at Jeff Jarrett out of this whole situation. I was, I was looking at him because I knew that somehow, <clears throat> in every way possible, that I think Jeff Jarrett is going to get involved in this matchup. Now, keep in mind, the reason why I'm, I'm thinking that way is because, you know, even though he's a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion himself, you know the dirty tactics that Jeff Jarrett has done years ago. Okay, for those that have followed his career. And you also know that he was there at that whole GCW event that took place around January, right? So, you know, he's someone that you couldn't take seriously. If Well, you could take him seriously as a world champion, obviously, but you can't really trust him because even though he's a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, you have to remember about his past. If you don't, and then you're just going to trust Jeff Jarrett, and then you'll be unaware about what he could do next. So the next thing that happened was, I remember in the match where Matt Cardona was trying to take the championship and take a count-out victory, but Jeff Jarrett wasn't going to allow that. And, and then, he, then he said the famous words, Listen, slap nuts. Because I haven't heard that, I haven't heard that in years, and I like I heard that I was like, oh crap. So Jeff Jarrett was not going to allow Cardona to leave on a countout at all. He wasn't going to leave on a countout. So this match continued. They took it over the floor and everything. They try to keep this a, a wrestling match, and the thing is, <clears throat> this match was not the best NWA match that they put together, but it was pretty good for what it is, you know. Nick tried to keep the pace going in the right direction. Matt Cardona tried to do uh, things his way. And then, you know, all I kept waiting for was the interference. I mean, because obviously you know that the interference is coming from his group, right? So, uh, and and, and and I'm going to talk about what I'm about to say at the end of this uh, deal here. So, in the match, and we'll get, we'll get right to the conclusion of it, where I think Matt Cordona was in serious trouble. Uh, he looked like he was about to lose the world title. You could tell he was about to lose the world title, and then all of a sudden, I saw the other two guys that came over. One was uh, Mike Knox, and the other one was a guy named MSK. MSK, I think that's his name, or something like that. They're members of the Cardonas who were a part of the of the Crockett Cup tournament. They try to interfere in the match. They try to get involved in Jeff Jarrett's situation, and Jeff Jarrett, even though he's a re- even though he's a referee, he did get his hand. He 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 was touched by a wrestler, and you're not supposed to lay your hands on a referee especially when that referee is a former champion, so Jeff Jarrett did what he could. Now, the next part that happened was immediately when Jeff Jarrett threw away, um, I think it was MSK, all of a sudden Jeff Jarrett didn't know who was behind him. And then here comes Chelsea Green, 
basically racking the um, racking the former champion, the referee, right? And Mickey James all of a sudden appeared, and I didn't think about Mickey James at all, but then I kept forgetting that that's Nick Aldis's wife. So, and and there's also some sort of uh, some sort of twist and turns between the two in uh, in Impact Wrestling. So we we know about that little situation. So <clears throat> we know that uh, it seemed like. Uh, Nick Aldis was about to put away uh Nick Aldis was about to put away Jeff Jarrett uh never mind that sound that's just uh Oh boy. <laughs> now nah, I was just here. How if you heard that sound don't worry about it. It's just my cats running around like crazy and stuff. So <laughs> Anyways, um so it seemed like uh be quiet. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm watching Joe. God, will, will you behave? <laughs> I'm trying to get a report here and you're out of your fucking minds. Leave me alone. Hey, you, well, you're the one that got hurt, not me. Damn, quit messing with the cat. Anyways, the okay, so Matt Cardona is hit with the, uh, I, I guess, the, the cloverleaf, the Texas cloverleaf, and it seemed like the match was about to be over. Jeff Jarrett sees it and then goes ahead and rings the bell. Now, I'm... Shut up. Shut it. I'm trying to get this report here, and you're pissing me off, you silly cats. Anyways, Jeff Jarrett saw the tap out, and he was about to ring the bell, right? But however, after that was over, after the bell was ringed, I was wondering about, wait a minute, wait a minute, what did he ring the bell for? And my my thought was going in my head, like as soon as all this was happening, as soon as the match was over, everyone was assuming that Nick Aldis was going to walk away with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, something happened, something happened, because Jeff Jarrett, I mean, he clearly sees somebody gets tapped out, but also Jeff Jarrett has, is still is still kind of shaken after what happened to him, you know, when he got racked by Chelsea Green. But he didn't know it was Chelsea Green. So he called the match off, pretty much. I mean, he pretty much, you know, asked for the bell. And we're thinking Nick Aldis is going to walk away with the championship. But instead, Jeff Jarrett awards the championship to Nick, uh, to Matt Cordona, who is still the NWA world heavyweight champion now it looked like from what I'm seeing in this match was that Jeff Jarrett got hit in the nutsack at the hands of Chelsea Green but he didn't see that when he turned around he noticed that there was Mickey James Chelsea Green was nowhere to be seen now obviously he didn't see who did it so we, we now know, you know, we kind of see it that way. And I think this was sort of, you know, this was the plan. And, and I'm going to get to the, the next part here in a minute. This was the plan, apparently, because it, it was way too soon. And obviously, personally to me, I think this match, Matt Cordona versus uh, Nick Aldis, personally to me, I think the match should have never have happened until like another couple of months down the road because he just lost the NWA championship 
about a month ago, and then this match was this match is taking place in the Crockett Cup, and my first thought is, okay, he, he probably will lose the title, or they're probably going to keep it on him. They're probably going to keep it on him, and sure enough, they did keep it on him, and that's exactly where this is going. Now, if this was further down the road, then I could understand that. But I think it's going to lead to something involving Trevor Murdoch and involving Matt Cordona because that's the man who took the championship from him originally. So Nick Aldis is, uh, did not win the championship. Uh, Matt Cordona won the match and retained his championship. And obviously there's going to be some answers about this on NWA Power uh, ho- hopefully, we'll probably get a chance to see it. Uh, it'll, it'll come on. It comes out on Tuesdays on Fight TV. <clears throat> you can see it on there, but you can also see the replay of it on Saturdays or on Fridays, to be exact. To uh, you know, see what exactly happened. Will Jeff Jarrett? Will Jeff Jarrett come out and respond to exactly what happened? Well, we'll just have to see and find out. Now, let me get to some comments here. Let me get to something that was very, very interesting here. Now. I was watching, as I was watching this whole stuff, I I put this out on Twitter, and I want to go ahead and get this out of the way here, and let me see if I can find this, if you will, because I recorded the, uh, the ending of the match and everything, and it showed up on my stuff. Now, there was this one guy, I'm not going to mention his name, but he mentioned this part right here that kind of offended me. Actually, it did offend me, where it says here, and I quote, Right, almost like it was all planned out ahead of time or something, and Jeff Jarrett was even in on it or something. Uh, wait, that's right, it's a pro wrestling show. Literally, everyone is in on it. You may be taking this a bit too seriously yo and I'm and I I'm reading this now I didn't respond back and I wasn't going to respond back okay now you'll you'll see the you'll see the comments on Twitter if you go to if you go over to Twitter look for main event player and look for the video that I posted out and it'll it'll say and I quote uh this is complete outrage that's what I put on there Matt Cordona tapped out uh, Nick Aldis should have been the new champion, but Jeff Jarrett did not see who low blowed. It said low blow to him, but it should have been low blowed him. It was Chelsea Green, not Mickey James. Still champion Matt Cardona. Hashtag Crockett Cup. Okay, that's what I put on there and everything. Now. And I think this other person here, and I wanted to read this other comment, uh, who, who uh, kind of quoted on my tweet here, it says here, should have gone to plan B on this one when people are paying the money they pay for this event. Uh, they should never have to go through all the confusion and what may May are calling a dusty finish, with which that seems about right. It seems like it's a dusty finish and everything, and and it, it was just one of those things where, you know, I love it when the modern day wrestling morons decide to go ahead and 
and throw their two cents in because, you know, they're they're coming to me and 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 thinking that I don't know it's a plan and I don't take this seriously, that, that I've taken this way too seriously. Here's the thing. Let me also let me respond back to. Well, I'm not going to respond back to this moron, but I'm going to respond back to him in my own fashion since I have my own podcast. Just to get this out of the way. Now, directly to this individual because he probably won't hear this, or he probably won't even know, won't even know he's being mentioned on this podcast. But you and other morons like you are telling me something that I already know about. Yes, maybe this was planned a long time ago. Yes, maybe Jeff Jarrett was involved. But here's the thing. The difference between you and me, the difference between the modern-day wrestling morons and the pro wrestling fans, is that the modern-day morons are the ones that don't have a fucking clue. And even if you do have a clue, at least shut your fucking mouth about it. All right? You're the reason that this pro wrestling business is in the shape that it's in. It's people like you that want to go ahead and expose the business for what it is. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, the business is already exposed. Well, you may be right on that. But also, here's the thing. I'm the one that's not going to show my cards to anyone. If this was a poker game, I would be winning money as we speak. Because you will expose your cards to me while I'm the one covering my cards to make sure you don't see what the fuck I'm having. All right? Maybe I know it was already a plan. And maybe I already knew that maybe Jeff Jarrett had no clue because here's the thing that I mentioned. Did I not just say on this podcast that Jeff Jarrett couldn't be trusted? Did I not just say that? Yes, I did. And I knew. I knew right away what was about to happen. I didn't expect it to be like this, but Jeff Jarrett was going to play a part in this. It almost seemed that way, right? Of course. But you people decide you're going to go ahead and lecture me on it's a pro wrestling show and I take this too seriously. Here's the thing. You have to take shit like this seriously, especially if you're passionate and you understand how this business goes. Now, you go ahead and you want to play to your cosplay wrestling and, and do all of these stupid things and make everyone believe that wrestling's supposed to be fun when in reality wrestling's supposed to be taken seriously just like any other sport. But you are the guys that want to go ahead and expose our business for what it is. You don't take this business seriously. You don't even give a shit about this business. So why do you want to expose your hand? Me, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to expose my hand. I'm not going to expose my card. I'm not going to expose any of these things. You can go ahead and say whatever the fuck you want. But at the end of the day, the difference between you and me is you tell me that I take things seriously. And you know what that means? That means I'm passionate. That means I understand pro wrestling. I am a pro wrestling fan. You're a wrestling mark. And you always will be. Because all you'll do is... You know, tell and, you know, mock the wrestling fans to say, well, maybe this was a plan. It's a pro wrestling show. No fucking shit, you moron. I know it's a pro wrestling show. I know about all this. I've known about pro wrestling for so many years. And yet you want to come and lecture me and you and all these other Twitter morons, all these modern day wrestling morons that want to go ahead and get on my case just because I take this too seriously and I understand this business and you want to go ahead and explain that and lecture me on that. Here's the thing. You need to understand. 
you cannot lecture me on something I've known about for years. You cannot give me the shit on what I've known about all this time, okay? I said, I said it from the start. Jeff Jarrett could not be trusted. It's too soon for the championship to be turned over to Nick Aldis. So, why am I taking this seriously? Let me tell you something. You didn't read the other list of people that were taking this seriously, did you? Mickey James even retweeted my stuff, right? Mickey James retweeted my stuff. Unbelievable. Yes, exactly. She was outraged just as much as everybody. Now, if you want to go ahead and just quote unquote be ignorant on the whole situation, then fine. You be ignorant, you do what you want. But at the end of the day, you're a pro wrestling moron, you're a pro wrestling mark, you're a pro wrestling idiot, you have no respect for the business, and you go kiss my fucking ass and go fuck yourselves, okay? Me, I will continue to be exactly who I am, and that is the biggest wrestling fan in the world, all right? And that doesn't change for a fucking bit. So if you don't like it, you do something about it. If not, go fuck yourselves, shut the fuck up, and get back in line like everybody else. And let the pro wrestling fans understand and handle this business, okay? We take our shit seriously, and if you can't take it seriously, get the fuck out, all right? Sorry, but unfortunately... That's me being for real. And I'm not scripting things out of contact. I'm expressing myself the way I always do because I am passionate and I take this shit seriously for what it is. So that's the end of the Crockett Cup. And that was the end of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Once again, congratulations go out to Matt Cordona. And thank you very much, Mickey James, for retweeting my stuff. And also, uh, the question now remains is what's going to happen on uh, NWA Power. Is Jeff Jarrett going to uh, look into the replay? And, and no doubt he'll probably look into the replay and see what has happened. I mean, because that's kind of how, how the storyline is probably going to go and everything else like that. And also keep in mind, we don't know if Jeff Jarrett was in on it. There could be a possibility he may have possible but we'll see how all this goes so um one thing's for certain i mean we're gonna you know see some more in regards to jeff jarrett in regards to nick aldis the nwa world heavyweight champion matt cordona we're gonna see how all this unfolds and everything but one thing's for certain we know that the nwa world heavyweight championship is in the hands of matt cordona and the nwa and everybody else in the nwa is not gonna exactly like the idea that matt cordona is still the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. What's going on, everybody? This is once again your WrestleMania report. I am the main event player, the Super Sea Kid himself, Roman Torres, coming back at you. The God among gods, the king among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, walking God's green earth, and believe it or not, guys, one week away. <laughs> we are seven, I, bl I believe we're six days away, but I think we are a week away from WrestleMania, about to take place live Saturday, April 2nd, and Sunday, April 3rd, over 
at AT&T Stadium. No doubt it's going to be a packed house and everything for both events. Now, I'm not sure exactly how packed it's going to be because um, I believe the tickets are still on sale for both nights and everything. Now, if you choose to buy both nights, keep in mind, I mean, you could you could actually watch one night of WrestleMania and then watch the other night of WrestleMania or, you know, watch, watch them both either way, just how it goes. But anyways, we are a week away from WrestleMania. Now, as you heard at the very top of the program, right at the very top of the program, now, this is the this is sort of the final final episode of the main final report of WrestleMania, if you will, on this episode. But we are going to continue talking about WrestleMania in the next few days. Because as I mentioned at the very top of the program, next week on the Main Event Talk podcast, starting on March 29th, we are going to do a part one, part two, and part three episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, and it will be entitled WrestleMania Weekend. Now, it's going to consist of this, just to go ahead and get this out of the way. If you didn't hear it the first time, you're going to hear it again right here on the WrestleMania Report. Part one is going to consist of a, uh, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We're going to talk about who's going to be in it and what to expect and much, much more. And we're also going to talk about, uh, we're also going to talk about NXT Stand and Deliver. Now that's going to take place on Saturday. Okay. Now, uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is going to happen on a Friday. Now we're going to talk about who's going to be in it and much, much more, but Saturday, Right at the very beginning, I think it's around uh, 12 noon from what I understand, NXT Stand and Deliver is going to take place live over in Dallas, Texas, but it's going to take place over at the American Airlines Arena. I'm very curious about how that event is going to happen. Now, we've already talked about, right at the beginning of the show, of who's going to be part of NXT Stand and Deliver. You know about the matches, you know, but you know this is basically about WrestleMania, so... Part one is going to talk about the Hall of Fame and NXT Stand and Deliver. Part two is going to talk about WrestleMania Night One. And WrestleMania, uh, part three, we'll talk about Night Two of WrestleMania. Now, here's something that I had completely left out on this episode. There is going to be a special episode happening on April 1st. Now, in this episode, it's gonna we're going to talk about WrestleMania weekend, obviously, but we're going to focus on the one match that everyone's going to be looking forward to checking out, which is going to happen on Sunday, April 2nd. April 3rd, I'm sorry. Roman Reigns going one-on-one against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship and for the Universal Championship. Now, the thing is, while the WWE decides to go ahead and give their own spin, their own take of how this is going to happen, I'm going to give you my take of what I think will happen at WrestleMania and everything, which means we will talk about the first encounter between the two at WrestleMania 31. We'll also talk about their other encounters, including WrestleMania 34, the greatest Royal Rumble ever, SummerSlam, and even Crown Jewel. We're going to talk about all of those, and then I will give you my prediction on who I think will really win at WrestleMania. That's going to be considered the WrestleMania the WrestleMania weekend bonus, which we will talk about at the, this weekend's WrestleMania. So it's going to be interesting to check out. 
Okay, so with that being said, guys, let's get into what's about to happen next week on the Main Event Talk podcast and what's about to take place on Saturday, April 2nd. We'll talk about night one of WrestleMania. Now, there's been some changes to all this because so far I'm hearing a lot of rumors about who's going to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Now, we know it's going to be Charlotte Flair going one-on-one against Ronda Rousey. At least that's going to be the main event of WrestleMania. At least that's what I'm told. But the things that I heard was that we know that Kevin Owens is going to be having his show, and we also know who is going to be a special guest, and that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. We know that's going to happen, but the question is, is that going to be the main event for WrestleMania, or are they going to stick to Ronda Rousey against Charlotte Flair? That's the big question. But we'll talk about that probably in the next episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. But to give you the card, Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Now, some of you guys have heard about what happened to Bianca Belair. We heard some stuff about, uh, I guess, uh, her, her what, what was it, her a- ADL or CDL or whatever the fuck happened, her, uh, her neck, her throat or something like that got hurt. And supposedly she's not going to be at WrestleMania. But let's be honest, folks. I really don't believe that. I just want to see this match take place at WrestleMania. I want to see Becky Lynch against Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. We know it's going to happen, so expect that and everything else like that. The next matchup will be a tag team match featuring Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio taking on The Miz and Logan Paul. This past Monday night on Raw, we know that The Miz did a disrespectful thing by taking the mask away from Rey Mysterio. Now, here's the thing. Now, I had mentioned this several weeks ago, and I'm going to mention it right here, right now. Now, this is something that I'm thinking about, and this is something that may happen at WrestleMania. Now, imagine this, if you will. You got The Miz, and you got Logan Paul, right? Logan Paul's going to be stupid and wear the mask of Rey Mysterio. That may happen at WrestleMania. That may happen at WrestleMania, and it may happen on uh, Monday Night Raw. But what if I were to tell you that there's a possible chance there could be one more individual to get involved in this matchup, or maybe in the corner of the Mysterios? Now I mentioned this from the beginning. The Mysterios may ha- may it, this could be either the Mysterios taking on the Miz and Logan Paul, or Rey Mysterio and Bad Bunny to take on Logan Paul and The Miz. That could happen at WrestleMania. Or, or, think about this. The Miz and Logan Paul with Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio with Bad Bunny in their corner. That could happen at WrestleMania too. But, once again, this is one of these things where it's unofficial. It's unofficial. But keep in mind, Keep in mind, there's going to be a storyline catching up to this involved. Because think about this. Rey Mysterio did hand his mask over to Bad Bunny at the Royal Rumble, right? As as a, a token of sign of respect. Because, you know, that's how it goes. And then if Bad Bunny saw what he saw at WrestleMania, he's going to get involved. He's going to get involved. And you'll almost see that coming. So... Expect Bad Bunny to be at Raw and expect Bad Bunny to appear at WrestleMania. I'm betting, I'm betting a whole enchilada if that happens. We are going to get the Mysterios to take on The Miz and Logan Paul. But will Bad Bunny make an appearance? Once again, 
This is an unofficial call, but this is me saying exactly what may happen. We'll see what happens at WrestleMania. The next matchup right here, Drew McIntyre to go one-on-one against Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss in his corner. And it almost seems like Madcap Moss is about to is about to become a babyface sometime soon. And I think what will happen, and you almost see this coming, we're going to see Drew McIntyre take on Happy Corbin. We know how this result is going to be. And, and it's quite simple. Madcap Moss will get involved somehow, and Drew McIntyre will win the match against Happy Corbin unless there's a way to convince people that Happy Corbin will beat Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. But let's be honest, it ain't happening. No way, no how, never. We don't believe it. So as far as I'm concerned, Drew McIntyre is going to defeat Happy Corbin, enough said, and Matt Cat Moss may, may, may have a feud with Happy Corbin somewhere down the road. We'll see what happens. Right here uh, is the tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos, the greatest tag team of all time. The ones, we the ones, if you will, are going to defend their tag team titles against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Books. <coughs> Just a minute. Sorry, I just had to go ahead and <laughs> I just had to go ahead and put on the whole, you know, drink a little coke and everything so that way I don't have to stretch my throat out. But we'll see what happens in this matchup. I will not be surprised if the Usos win. But I will be surprised if Nakamura and Boogs actually walk away with the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And of course, Charlotte Flair to go one-on-one against Ronda Rousey. For the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania, we saw what happened this past this past Friday night on SmackDown. We saw what Charlotte Flair did to Ronda Rousey. Uh, I know that there's some people have, that have said, and I, I've heard this on social media and everything else like that. It's like no, it's like no one gives a shit about this match. Let me explain something to you guys. And look, I I feel like I'm the only person that is following along with this story. Now, to all of you that want to see Becky Lynch versus versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, you will get that. But next year, okay? Right now, Ronda needs to take care of Charlotte Flair. Now, here's the thing. I know that everyone saw Charlotte Flair come out with a kendo stick. Came out with a kendo stick and beat the hell out of Ronda and laid her flat, her flat out through the table and everything else like that. Now, here's the thing. To all of you that are not hyped up about this and think, oh, well, I'm not feeling this match. Well, feel this. Remember when Charlotte Flair took the kendo stick to Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series about a couple of years ago? And remember when the crowd got behind, Ron, were behind, were not behind Ronda Rousey, I'm sorry, and basically booed her out of the building? You think you think Ronda Rousey forgot about that? You think Ronda forgot about the fact that Charlotte Flair decides to go ahead and take a kendo stick and beat the living hell out of Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series at her hometown? Now, I know that you're not feeling this because some of you are ignorant, stupid, and don't understand how this goes. But for someone like myself and others, you know that if Charlotte is going to bring something back to Ronda... It's going to be the kendo stick. 
and Rhonda's gonna remember the candlestick from Survivor Series. Rhonda had said at the very beginning that she has a list of people that she's going to beat everyone's asses to, and she starts with Charlotte Flair. You don't just go to the top to Becky Lynch, the woman that quote-unquote pinned Ronda Rousey. You take out every single person underneath Becky Lynch until she reaches the very top. We're going to WrestleMania. We're going to see Ronda Rousey take on Charlotte Flair. We're going to see one hell of a match between these two. And at the end of the day, if Charlotte can somehow make Ronda Rousey tap out, I'll be very surprised. But the main event, personally, is going to see Ronda Rousey walk into WrestleMania and walk out of WrestleMania with the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then she will start handing out lethal ass whippings at the hands of Ronda Rousey after WrestleMania. But we will see what happens. So for all of you that are not feeling it, you can feel this. And for those that understand where I'm coming from, you're following along with the main event. It's all cool. Now, speaking of things that are all cool, the KO show. Did anyone see what happened on Monday Night Raw? (laughs) Oh my God, that had to be one of the craziest things I've seen in a long time. So Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens comes out. I was watching the beginning of Monday Night Raw. I'm watching it. I hear Stone Cold Steve Austin's music. Now, in my head, the first thing I said is, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I even said this, right? Right, because I heard the music, right? I heard Stone Cold Steve Austin's music. My my first head, thought was, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I just kept saying that over and over again because you hear the music, Right? You don't expect Stone Cold Steve Austin to show up. You really, really, really don't. If you were expecting Stone Cold Steve Austin to come out, then you were hooked, lined, and sinkered at the hands of Kevin Owens because he had you fooled. He didn't have me fooled. He had all of you fooled because you believed that Stone Cold was there. You believed that Stone Cold was on his way. You believed that Stone Cold Steve Austin was about to open up a can of whoop-ass on Kevin Owens, but it didn't happen. Right, And he not only did that once, he did that twice. He was in there just, you know, saying what he says, coming out with a bald head, wearing the Austin 316 shirt with the shorts and everything. He, he, he really didn't put his, uh, he really didn't put his knee pads on, right? But <coughs> who knows? But anyways, Kevin Owens is fixing to have Stone Cold Steve Austin appear at WrestleMania. Now, this is my prediction, and I'm and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the gauntlet in right now, and I, and I see this coming, because there's been a lot of reports, saying that Stone Cold Steve Austin, is gonna try and wrestle, is gonna try. Personally, to me, I think Austin should just go there, stun Owen's ass, and start beating his ass all over the place. Now, now here here's something else to think about. Here's something else to think about. What if the KO show starts with Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out, right? Just like that. And how about this? What happens if, say, Kevin Owens tries to persuade Stone Cold Steve Austin to have a match with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania? What ha- Now, think, just think about this closely, guys, because nobody has thought about this yet. What if... What if Stone Cold Steve Austin appears in the KO show and then say KO Kevin Owens throws down a challenge to Stone Cold Steve Austin to have a match with him at WrestleMania, right? 
and ha- and have that happen at night two of WrestleMania. Just just think about that. I mean, I know it won't happen like that, but come on, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. If he appears at WrestleMania on night one and then appears at night two to have a match, that would be fucking awesome. I would like that. I would dig that. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Hell, Stone Cold Steve Austin appearing on the KO show and say KO wants to challenge Austin at WrestleMania. And then what happens if, say, Austin beats his ass at night two, right? And how about this? Think about this also. And I'm expecting this to happen too. What happens if, say, KO takes on Stone Cold Steve Austin, say it's no disqualification, say it's no count out, anything goes. Say if JBL shows up. And say if the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, shows up. And say if Booker T shows up. You have to remember, KO has insulted Texas. He insulted Booker T. He insulted Shawn Michaels. He insulted JBL. He even insulted Corpus Christi. We're all, are, we're all getting in on this. And he decides to insult Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, once again, one of these unofficial calls... But I'm the one predicting that this may happen, okay? I'm the one that is predicting that KO may challenge Austin at night one on the KO show, and then Austin and Kevin Owens could face off against each other at WrestleMania, and it could be completely epic. And with the additions of JBL, Shawn Michaels, Booker T, and who knows what other Texans could be involved at WrestleMania. It's something to think about, guys. It's something to think about. It's not It's not official. This is just a main event talking out of his ass. But I could get paid off on either one of those nights. But we'll see what happens at WrestleMania. Kevin Owens to have the Kevin Owens show. And his guest will be the Texas Rattlesnake, the WWE Hall of Famer, Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know the main event is going to be drinking beer when all that goes down. I wonder if we can get those Stone Cold Steve Austin beers. I don't know if anyone's had that yet, but we got to get it one way or another. But anyways, believe it or not, guys, that is night one of WrestleMania. That is night one. That is done. That is out the window. Now, let's get to night two. Let's get to night two right here, right now. And it's going to consist of Fatal Four. Uh, originally, this was supposed to be a three-way a three-way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Now, it is going to be a four-way. I think I predicted this last week, and now the prediction has come true. The tag team titles, the women's tag team titles, will be on the line as the champions, Queen Zelina and Carmella, will defend their titles against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, And now added to the team will be Natalia and the Queen of Spades herself, Shayna Baszler. That's going to be interesting to check out much, much more. The next matchup, Johnny Knoxville to go one-on-one against Sami Zayn. Now, this past Friday night on SmackDown, Sami Zayn had threw down a challenge to Johnny Knoxville. And that challenge is he wants an anything-goes match. Johnny Knoxville accepted on his Instagram. And at WrestleMania, it's going to be anything goes at WrestleMania. Now, keep in mind, this is Johnny Knoxville. He's going to throw <coughs> he's gonna throw a lot of 
jackass moves, if you will. And no doubt, and, and I'm, I'm already seeing this already, no doubt that there are going to be several members of the crew from Jackass that are going to get involved in this. And I'm, I'm already imagining what's about to happen. All of you that have seen Jackass on MTV and on the movies and everything else like that, you know what's about to go down. You know what's about to happen at WrestleMania. Here's the thing. It's not going to surprise me if Sami Zayn... Well, I'm sorry. It's not going to surprise me... Well, it's it's not going to surprise me if Sami Zayn wins. But it will surprise me if Johnny Knoxville were to actually beat Sami Zayn. I'll be very, very surprised about that. But we'll see what happens at WrestleMania. Johnny Knoxville to take on Sami Zayn. Anything goes match at WrestleMania for night two of WrestleMania. This one I'm looking forward to the most. Pat McAfee to go one-on-one against Austin Theory. Now, here's the thing. Am I a huge Pat McAfee fan? Hell yeah. Do I believe Pat McAfee can go against Austin Theory? Hell yeah. Do you think Austin Theory will be able to put Pat McAfee in his place? Sort of. Will Pat McAfee beat Austin Theory at WrestleMania? Hell fucking yeah. I want Pat McAfee to beat Austin Theory in the middle of the fucking ring. And here's the big question. Will the chairman of the board of World Wrestling Entertainment, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, get himself involved in the match? That's the big question because a lot of people are still speculating that Mr. McMahon is going to be a part of the match. Now, I'll say this right now. If Pat McAfee wins over Austin Theory, that's it. But if, say, Pat McAfee wins and all of a sudden Austin Theory beats the hell out of Pat McAfee afterwards and Mr. McMahon shows up and then has a match with Pat McAfee, Oh, that could happen. And, and, and I, I know some people are going to say, why would that happen? Remember, keep in mind, a lot of people are still thinking that Mr. McMahon is going to actually show up and wrestle at WrestleMania. He could just show up and just make a pinfall on Pat McAfee and that would be the end of the match. Which, personally, I hope that doesn't happen. I Honestly, personally, I hope Mr. McMahon shows up. But I'm hoping for something different that will make me be excited for WrestleMania. But we'll see what happens. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory at WrestleMania. That should be interesting. Another matchup here, and this was just added. Uh, This was talked about about a couple of days ago, and it is now added. I think I made this prediction last week. We talked about the Raw uh, SmackDown Tag Team titles being on the line. Now the Raw Tag Team titles will be decided. As rated, um, I keep saying rated, RK Bro of Randy Orton and Riddle will be defending their tag team titles against the Street Profits and the Alpha Academy. So it'll be a triple threat match for the tag team titles. It should be extremely exciting because the Street Profits who have came into WrestleMania as Raw Tag Team Champions and have walked out as Tag Team Champions but have never ever won the titles of WrestleMania. It should be interesting there. Alpha Academy, on the other hand, am I the only one that sees, um, who is it, um, Otis? He looks like a miniature Vader. He does. I mean, just put the mask on him, and I swear to God, he he's about the same size as Vader, okay? He's, he's well, not the same size. I mean, when you look at, when you look at how big Vader is, he's a big fucking guy, right? But Otis, he's almost, maybe about the same, same, like, you know, Vader's about a 400-pound guy. 
I think Otis is supposed to be maybe maybe 350, maybe 400 pounds, depending. But he does have all of Vader's attributes in the ring. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be interested in this. Now, as far as RK-Bro goes, this will be the first time that Randy Orton will walk in as a tag team champion. But the question is, will he walk out as a tag team champion? We will find out and much, much more at WrestleMania. The next matchup, this is one I can't wait to check out. This is going to be the highlight of WrestleMania. Edge versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. This new Edge is totally different. Now, we know that Edge was this close to taking on Seth Rollins, but it didn't happen. Edge got involved in the match between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Now, we're going to talk about Seth Rollins right after I talk about this. Edge's new theme song is fucking badass. If you had if you had an opportunity to listen to it on the Main Event Talk podcast, you know what's up. And if you've not heard this song, find it on YouTube and also find it on Spotify. Edge's new theme song is fucking badass. Edge is going to have a tremendous match against AJ Styles. These two are practically about the same age. Uh, AJ Styles has just a little bit more youth than him and everything else like that. He's held on to just as many world titles as Edge. But this is going to be fantastic. I, I think it's not going to surprise me. And this is one of these matches where it don't matter to me if Edge wins or if AJ Styles wins. I mean, I just want to see these two compete. I want to see these two go at it. And I want to see how far this feud is going to go. It should be epic. AJ Styles versus Edge one-on-one at WrestleMania. And now we're down to this matchup right here. Winner take all for the WWE Championship and for the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar, to defend his championship against Roman Reigns, who will also defend his Universal Championship. If you guys had a chance to see SmackDown, oh my God. <coughs> so, I don't know if I can, can, can I, let me see. No, actually, you know what, no, I, I won't play. I was going to try to play the clip of what happened where, here's the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, right? He's in the ring right there with Paul Heyman, right? And, Paul Heyman is letting everybody know that uh, his plane got stuck in Saskatchewan. He can't make it, right? And Roman Reigns is all, I would have smashed him. I would have broke him in half. And then Paul Heyman was trying to tell something to Roman. And Roman's all, hey, don't interrupt me, you know? These people paid to see me, you know? And then he's all, what, what, what do you want, man? What do you want? And then Paul Heyman looks at his phone and then he tells Roman Reigns, He's landed, and he's on his way. <laughs> Everybody got shocked, and then Roman Reigns all, on his way where? He's on his way here! <laughs> you can hear Paul Heyman, well, he's on his way here! And then he's all, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then Roman's all, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what we're going to do. You're going to wrap this up here. We're going to get the hell out of here. So. <laughs> so Roman so Roman and the Usos and Paul Heyman were trying to take off. They were trying to get in inside the uh, the limo, or not the limo, uh, I guess it's an SUV, I think. They're, they're suburban and everything. And then as soon as they're about to walk into the suburban, all of a sudden I'm hearing this noise. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm hearing this noise, and here comes Brock Lesnar coming down to a forklift, right? This one of these big-ass lifts. Um, and I've seen what, a, you know, I've driven one of these lifts before, so I know what's up. So Brock Lesnar is coming in with a lift. He takes the two forks and smashes right through the glass where the Usos are at while they're driving and Roman Reigns is on the other side with Paul Heyman. I, I think they may have ducked when they saw it coming, right? So then the next part, Roman Reigns and the Usos commandeered a truck, 
Brock Lesnar looked like his his shit was finished. And then he went after the Usos and they were trying to take off in the truck. And then while Brock Brock was trying to hold on to the truck as much as he could, and then he took off, and then Brock had practically took off one of the doors off of its hinges and I'm like my fucking god this dude fucking just tore the shit out of this door and I'm like are you serious are you fucking serious so Brock comes back to the ring with that door basically telling Roman he's coming for blood now just to let everybody know and I may talk about this on part one of the Mini Met Talk podcast Brock Lesnar is scheduled to be in a face-to-face confrontation with Roman Reigns. This will be the last, last Raw before we get to WrestleMania. Now, we may not see Brock and Roman in the same building on SmackDown, because something could change there, but we are going to see those two on Raw this coming Monday. So expect, I think this will happen. On Raw, we're going to expect a lot of Raw and SmackDown superstars to be a part of the event. No doubt we'll probably see some Raw and SmackDown superstars a part of SmackDown next Friday, but we'll see what happens and everything. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, title versus title, champion versus champion, winner takes all. It's all going to take place at WrestleMania. Can't wait for that. That's going to be night two of WrestleMania. Now, let's talk about some of the... we, We talked about some of the unofficial things that may happen at WrestleMania. I've got some more, all right? I may have mentioned this last week. I'll mention it again. The Intercontinental Championship may be defended at WrestleMania. Maybe. We don't know for sure, but it may be defended at WrestleMania. Now, another unofficial match that could happen will be the United States Championship. We could see Finn Balor take on Damian Priest at WrestleMania. It could happen. Could happen. We'll see how that goes. It's unofficial, like I said. Now, also another unofficial match, and this is the talk. And I'm curious about how this is going to happen. We know that Omos has been running roughshod over everybody on Monday Night Raw. We know about that. The word that I got was that Omos is going to go one-on-one against Bobby Lashley. Against the almighty... Bobby Lashley himself. Now, just to get this out of the way, we know that Bobby Lashley was hurt at the Royal Rumble. We know that he defended his championship at Elimination Chamber. We also know that he was out of the Elimination Chamber due to injury. We also know, now we know that he was, I do not know if Bobby Lashley got the sole shoulder surgery done or not he he's supposed to be out for like a few months but uh the word that i'm getting is that bobby lashley may or may not show up at wrestlemania right so now it this is unofficial as you're hearing this recording right now but things could change between this recording and monday night raw and smackdown so we something could happen so we could see omos taking on Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. It's unofficial. Nothing has been disturbed yet, and we'll see what happens, okay? Now, one more match. Well, 
there's probably a couple of other matches that I'm thinking about at this point in time, but one person that we know may or may not be at WrestleMania is Seth freaking Rollins. Now, two weeks ago, Seth Rollins had tried to have a match against Kevin Owens, and he wanted to take his spot at WrestleMania to interview Stone Cold Steve Austin. Seth Rollins had failed. Now, Seth Rollins had also, let's see, tried to have a match with AJ Styles, right? And he was going to try and defeat Edge. And if he were to beat Edge, then it would be Edge versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Which, unfortunately, Edge did get involved in the match, costing Seth Rollins his opportunity to go to WrestleMania. And Seth Rollins was not too happy with that. No, not too happy with that at all. Now, let me see here. Because I wanted to go ahead and bring this up real quick. <coughs> Alright, so I'm just looking at some of this video footage that we have. Because we know about what happened on Monday Night Raw. Let's see if we can get to it. Can we get to it? Uh, yes, I believe there it is. All right. So what I'm about to show you right now, let's see if we can, can we get to it, please? There we go. Okay. Now what I'm about to show you next is something that, um, I think this was, uh, we, this, this took place right after the match with AJ Styles and Seth freaking Rollins. Let's see if we can, okay, we're, we got the matchup right here. It's about to take place. Okay, ah, and here we go. So, right here, this next part is where Seth Rollins looks like he has AJ right in position to beat him in the ring. And then, right as he's about to hit the buckle bomb, AJ Styles hits one move and a suplex. Practically a buckle bomb or suplex bomb. And as soon as AJ Styles is about to hit the phenomenal forearm, somebody gets involved. Exactly, glow is planned here, but Seth Rollins was extremely. I WrestleMania moment. <laughs> 
how it should have ended, but it's... Right, oh no. Oh, come on, come on. Seth was completely outraged, and then you notice he kept saying bullshit over and over again, and they had to censor that and everything. But they they uh, when I was watching it, it, they didn't really censor it at the beginning, but they had to censor it after that because of that. And, and how is it that USA Network can be smart enough to censor censor the words bullshit on national television, and AEW can't do the same? That kind of shows you the professionalism of both USA Network and TNT. But it, I, I know some people are going to say, well, TNT's better because they're allowed to say whatever the fuck they want to say. Well, yeah, but then it's going to cost um, it's going to cost AEW a lot of money. And uh, there's this thing called the, what what is it, the FCC, right? I think that's what they're called. Federal Communications Commission and all that other stuff. But anyways, so Seth Rollins is upset because he's not going to be able to go to WrestleMania. But we've all been hearing all of these rumors. All of these rumors of Cody Rhodes showing up at WrestleMania. Now, it won't be a surprise. I mean, I mean to me, it won't be a surprise. I mean, it would be great to see Cody Rhodes in the ring. I'd be glad to see Cody, Cody Rhodes appear on Monday Night Raw. But there's always been that question. Say if we get Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Obviously, we don't know if we're going to get it at night two or night one. Now, the big question is, which Cody are we going to get? Are we going to get Cody as in Cody Rhodes from AEW? Or are we going to get Cody as in we're going to get Stardust? You remember the original character Stardust from a long, long time ago. Now... Would it be a surprise if Cody were to come out as Cody? Big time. Big time surprise. Now, the question is, is Seth Rollins going to have his match with Cody at WrestleMania? Will it happen? And also, more importantly, what's going to happen on Monday Night Raw? Is he going to hold Monday Night Raw hostage until he gets his opportunity at WrestleMania? Well, that's going to be the big talk, the big story, and everything else like that. So... We'll see what happens, and plus there's a lot of stuff that's going to be happening in the next few days. Now, uh, and I want to go ahead and uh, end on this one thing, because we know that uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is going to happen on Saturday. Uh, We know that The Undertaker is going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Also, Vader is going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Charmel is going to be inducted. Oh, I'm laughing at that one. (laughs) Into the WWE Hall of Fame. And the word is, there's going to be one more induction, I think, in the WWE Hall of Fame. We're hoping that it would be the Steiner Brothers. We're we're really hoping it's either the Steiner Brothers or Sid or anyone else in that particular nature. I'm hoping that we will get either the Steiner Brothers or the Midnight Express. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it should be incredible to see what happens at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which will take place next week, next Friday. It's going to take place, let's see, SmackDown, and then we're going to have uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which will also be the same time when uh, the Super Card of Honor is going to take place. So, 
<laughs> that should be epic for WrestleMania weekend. Can't wait for that. Now, and, and as I stated earlier, the question is, are we going to see Seth Rollins versus Cody at WrestleMania? Or will Cody appear on Monday Night Raw? Or how about this? Will Cody appear at all? That's the big question, and we're hoping to get all those answers and much, much more for WrestleMania because we are one week, count it, one week, six days away from WrestleMania, and the main event is looking forward to seeing how all this is going to go down. WrestleMania, Saturday, April 2nd, and Sunday, April 3rd, I'm going to be barbecuing, I'm going to be drinking, I'm going to be checking out all this event, much, much more. Hall of Fame induction ceremony to take place on Saturday. There's going to be a lot of huge things that are going to happen at WrestleMania, and I hope you guys get an opportunity to check out WrestleMania. It's going to be live on pay-per-view, or <coughs> or as they say it, on the premium live event on Peacock. Because I'm gonna have I'm gonna have WrestleMania inside my house, and I'm gonna have WrestleMania outside as well. It's gonna work out in two different ways. I'll have one that's the Peacock, and the other that's the WWE Network. How I how I managed to pull that off, I don't know, but that's just me talking. But anyways, don't forget once again, guys, check out WrestleMania as it happens live Saturday, April second, and Sunday, April third, over at the at. Dallas at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. It's Dallas Stadium, but, you know, it's really AT&T Stadium, but we'll see what happens. Once again, WrestleMania to take place. We are one week away from WrestleMania, and next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast, a three-part episode of WrestleMania Weekend. We're going to be talking about all those events and much, much more, and no doubt there's going to be some more matches added to WrestleMania, and we're hoping to talk about those matches and everything. Remember, WrestleMania, <clears throat> remember, WrestleMania, I'm sorry, WrestleMania weekend, part one will consist of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony and NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, or NXT Stand and Deliver, if you will. Part two will consist of night one of WrestleMania, and part three will consist of night two of WrestleMania, and there will be a WrestleMania weekend bonus. We're going to talk about the match between Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, title versus title, what's going to happen at WrestleMania. We'll all have to find out. Guys, WrestleMania is one week away, and I can't wait to check it out. I'm sure all of you can't wait to check it out. It's next week, guys. WrestleMania, Saturday, April 2nd, Sunday, April 3rd. Yeah. Wow.
just keep rolling And another sample's coming Baby, can't you hear me calling Like a sad whale song Like a sad whale song Sad whale, baby Okay, guys, we are almost at the conclusion of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Now, uh, we've got some news. Um, obviously, there's some news that we got to cover here right now, and uh, uh, some that I have uh, left out of the whole situation. I, I know that I didn't mention anything on AEW Dynamite, but I'll mention a couple of things that took place. Uh, CM Punk had a tremendous match against uh, Dax Hardwood over an AEW Dynamite. It was a great match. Uh, eventually, there's going to be some sort of a pattern or some sort of deal between Warload and MJF, which seems pretty good. Um, it seems we're going to have a, another championship match somewhere down the road between Adam Cole and Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page, if you will. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, they did do the AEW Awards, which I'm not going to talk about that because some of those awards are eventually stupid. Some of it, anyway. But if you want to check out the AEW Awards, go over to YouTube and look for AEW Awards and check out uh, the full AEW Awards. I think it was a 45-minute show. Uh, you know, some of the awards on there were pretty interesting to check out, so I think you'll like where this is going here. So it's pretty cool. Uh, so uh, Dynamite was extremely pretty good and everything. Uh, we have talked about the uh, AEW's. Uh, let's talk about um, the NWA Crockett. We talked about the tag team division. We talked about everything, uh, the WrestleMania report, and much, much more. Uh, and also, we talked about next week's show. We know that we're going to have ourselves a part one, part two, part three episode of WrestleMania weekend on the Main Event Talk podcast, which will happen on Tuesday, March 29th, uh, Wednesday, March, 20, uh, March 30th, and Thursday, March 31st. Now, also... As mentioned, and I've been working on this, uh, working on this for a while. Um, we're going to be working on a WrestleMania weekend. Uh, it, it, I would call it part four, but I call it the bonus because this one's going to talk about Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. It's going to be an intriguing, uh, intriguing episode to listen to. You'll like how this goes and much, much more. Now, uh, we're almost about to conclude this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Now, I got some huge, huge, huge news. And this was coming, uh, actually, as I'm recording this, someone has retired from the WWE. And believe it or not, it's something that you wouldn't expect. Uh, I have heard... I heard this on Twitter, I heard this on Facebook, and um, it was all over the place. Triple H has officially announced his retirement for the WWE. And holy crap, so the Cerebral Assassin is officially done as of, to, as well, as I'm recording this. I mean, this is being recorded on a, uh, being shown up on a Saturday, but I'm recording this on a Friday. Now, uh, this was broken by ESPN by uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen A. Smith. And as a matter of fact, I got the clip here for everyone to listen to right here. So uh, this is the interview uh, with him and Triple H. Uh, uh, you can look for it over on YouTube. It's on ESPN. 
Uh, Triple H tells uh, Stephen A. about serious health scare and his future in the WWE. So, as we're hearing this, guys, we're recording this right now. Let's listen in on the conversation on Triple H and, St uh, and Stephen A. A viral pneumonia. Mm -hmm. uh, my lungs were inflamed. And, um, you know, as, as, as the next couple of days went on when I got home, it got increasingly worse. And uh, my wife saw some, some blood and stuff that I was coughing up. Mm and went and got checked and you know i it was coming from the viral pneumonia but i had fluid in my lungs i had some fluid around my heart so they followed up on it did an ekg and and uh, echo and everything and basically your uh the way your heart pumps out the 55 to 60 percent of your ejection fracture if, if fractures is a good number um i was at 30 mm. and uh, i got a, a quick text message saying don't take time pack a bag real quick head to the emergency room i'll fill you in on the way so by the time i got to the emergency room my ejection fracture had gone down to 22 mm. which uh you know i was in heart failure wow bad um by the next morning as they figured that out that evening by the next morning as they were sending me in to get an mri done and and about to go in for a heart cath my ejection fracture was down to 12. Mm. so i was you, you just you, you i was i was nose diving and sort of at the one yard line of you know, uh, where you need to be and, and uh, or where you don't want to be, really, mm -hmm. for your family and your, and, your, uh, and your future. When they tell you it's 99%, you know, it gets real. We have three uh, young girls, uh, 15, 13, 11. You know, suddenly I come home, I'm a little bit sick, and their dad, who's, you know, strong always, mm -hmm. uh, suddenly is in the hospital and i don't know if they understood the the consequences of it but you know there's there's moments in there where you <clears throat> when they're putting you out for stuff and you think is this it you know do do, <clears throat> do you wake up for this that's um that's tough to swallow yeah. you know and makes you think Differently, I'm sure, as you've come out of your COVID scare, yeah. um, makes you think differently about life. Doesn't make you any less driven for the things that you do, but it certainly makes you appreciate the things that you have more, your friends, your family. As great of an executive as you are, you're also a great champion. What does the future hold for Triple H right now? That's what people want to know. Yeah. What do you say to them when asked, when asked that question? Well, for, for me, you know, as far as in-ring, which I get a lot, I'm done. You'll you know, never fight. I, I, I won't. No, I will never wrestle again. First of all, I have a defibrillator in my chest, which, you know, yeah. probably not a good idea for me to get zapped on live TV. How right? about that? Subscribe to ESPN. All right, so that's uh, pretty much the news right there. So, yeah, Triple H has uh, officially retired from the professional wrestling deal and everything. And, you know, it was bound to happen sooner or later. I mean, we heard about some of the complications that happened with Triple H and everything. And uh, I, I think we're now starting to get a real clear picture of what the reason was and everything. And, you know, the future of NXT was in his possession, was in his hands. And he had, um, he had NXT right where he wanted, and he did an extremely good job with the company. And we all thought that eventually... Maybe somewhere down the road, the Triple H would probably own the company one day and run it as he sees fit. But I think we see why all of this took place. 
Now, the main event has been a huge fan of Triple H for so many years. I followed him throughout this, his entire career. I followed him when he was terrorizing years ago, and then he was Jean-Paul Levesque earlier, and then after that, he would eventually turn into Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and then he would get into the whole DX thing, and then he would become the game and everything else like that. He has won multi-championships. He is one of truly one of the best professional wrestlers, one of the best in-ring performers in the history of professional wrestling. I've been such a huge fan of Triple H for so many years. Hell, you know, when it comes to Motorhead, you know, no one's a bigger fan of Motorhead than Triple H, and we can all respect that, and we can all dig, you know, what he does and everything. So, you know, I hate to see this happening. With WrestleMania coming up next week, I mean, it's going to be crazy. I mean, no doubt Triple H will definitely be there at WrestleMania, but I don't think he'll be there in any sort of capacity. And there were several rumors out there that AJ Styles was going to be his next opponent at WrestleMania, but now it seems that it's not going to happen. So Triple H is officially retired as this recording has happened. So... I guess I can say from here on out, um, I, you know, I you got to feel for Triple H at this point. Look, regardless of what the wrestling fans think of Triple H, and regardless of any of the things that have happened, you you got to admit. I mean, look, Triple H had brought us laughter. He brought us a reason, to, you know, a reason to hate him, a reason to love him, a reason to respect him. And there are a lot of superstars, you know, not just his closest friends, but several uh, several people that have been influenced by Triple H and. A lot of people don't understand that Triple H is a, a huge influence in many people's careers. He was a cerebral assassin. He was a former world champion. He has guided many, many people's careers in NXT and got him into the main roster that he is. I mean, hell, you got guys like Seth Rollins and, and Roman, Le- Roman Reigns that would pretty much be close to, you know, in the level of Triple H. And, and, and you have others in that particular nature that he has guided throughout, the entire, uh, throughout his entire career. So, I'll say this. Triple H is retired. He's done with professional wrestling. And I think it's only, it's only fitting that Triple H would retire. And no doubt, no doubt, somewhere down the road, maybe next year, perhaps, Triple H will possibly be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And we're all hoping that that, that does take place. We all hope that that happens. Because... Now we know that it's it's over, it's done, and he is definitely the last of, uh, uh, the, truly one of the last outlaws in all of professional wrestling, if you think about it closely, because there'll never be somebody like Triple H, never, because look, he has one of the most iconic entrances ever when it comes to having Motorhead play his song, how Motorhead had performed live, um, at that time, you know, at WrestleMania, uh, not once, but twice at WrestleMania, which were truly iconic to listen to and cr- truly iconic to check out and everything. And I was a fan of that. I was a huge, huge fan of it. And now for Triple H to retire, it is done. It is over. And, you know, I, I hate to put it in this quotation, but I guess you could say that the game is over and it is over for real this time. Yeah. So my thoughts and my, con- well, not condolences. I mean, I'm not wishing ill on Triple H. But the only thing I will say to the Triple H is 
Thank you so much for everything that you've done for professional wrestling. Thank you so much for everything you've done for NXT. And hopefully you get inducted in the Hall of Fame soon. And we wish you nothing but the best. And, you know, be there for your family. Be there for Steph. And do whatever you can for yourself. Because, you know, as he said in the video, life is precious and everything. And he wants to, you know... You know, take every precious moment that he can. We know that all the wrestling fans are behind him. Everyone, and it doesn't matter who, whether you're in the WWE or AEW or whether you're in um, any other professional wrestling, you will know Triple H. You will know the game. You know, you will know that he is that damn good. Triple H, thank you, and we hope you get better soon. All right. So that being said, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. So before we before we head out and before we roll in the old Motorhead song, I must remind you guys, this is the last episode for this week. A new episode is coming up this coming Tuesday. Part one of WrestleMania Weekend begins. And then on Wednesday, March 20... Where were we at? March 30th, I'm sorry. Uh, March 29th is actually uh, part one of WrestleMania weekend. March 30th will be WrestleMania weekend part two. And March 31st, which is also the anniversary of Selena. And I know that quite well because it was several years ago. (laughs) It will also be part three of WrestleMania weekend. We're going to be covering all that. Everything from the Hall of Fame induction ceremony to NXT stand and deliver to WrestleMania night one to WrestleMania night two. That's going to happen on all three parts. Oh, but there's more. This coming, or next Friday to be exact, Friday, April 1st, WrestleMania weekend bonus. This bonus, we will talk about, we'll give you an inside depth of everything between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, champion versus champion, title for title at WrestleMania, We're going to give you the origin story. We're going to talk about all those, including their match at WrestleMania 31, their match at SummerSlam, their match in Saudi Arabia, and we will also talk about their upcoming match at WrestleMania 38, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, champion versus champion at Dallas, Texas, which is going to take place on April April 3rd, Sunday. Be prepared for that. I'm going to be excited to put out these episodes next week. Get ready, guys. Follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. Get with get with me on all the latest info that's going on in the world of professional wrestling on my main event talk Facebook page at facebook.com slash at real main event talk 2.0. That's facebook.com slash at real main event talk 2.0. And if you choose to friend request me, as always, proceed at your own risk. Guys, WrestleMania is next week, and the main event is going to get excited and prepared for what's about to happen. No doubt we're going to be drinking some beers while Stone Cold Steve Austin appears. We'll probably be barbecuing. Who knows? But one thing's for certain, WrestleMania is coming next week, and we are going to get prepared for all that and much, much more. March 28th, March 29th, and March 30th, March 20th, I'm sorry, March 29th. March 30th and March 31st, and also April 1st, all of my episodes will be released on those particular days. 
be ready for that. We're gonna close out wrestle. We're gonna close out the final WrestleMania report on that particular note, and then after that, we move on to stand and deliver WrestleMania Night One and WrestleMania Night Two. That will be it. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can, and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. WrestleMania's next week, guys. Get ready. It's going to be one hell, one hell of a WrestleMania. Stupendous WrestleMania tonight. WrestleMania. See you next week, guys.